Thank you for listening to Knights of the D-Pad. To ensure a safe listening experience, please remain seated with your safety belt fastened. And remember to keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the podcast at all times. Make sure to secure loose articles of clothing like glasses, hats, necklaces, and bracelets. Don't leave your children unsupervised and enjoy the ride. We're making roller coaster noises, by the way. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to Knights of the D Pad. Excellent. Ambiguous, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. What? Special effects budget? Nah. <laughs> uh, we are your hosts today. I am Kyle. I'm Court. I'm Ben. I'm Jason. Behold! Merlin. <laughs> Merlin, the editor. the editor. Jason, the man behind the curtain, is here as one of our hosts this week. Say hi again. Hi, what's up? I'm Jason. I briefly spoke in the first episode. So Aiden is out of town. He's actually at the Overwatch League. Yeah, he's at this Finals like little winner. event for this small, struggling indie game company. You might have heard of them. <laughs> They're called Activision Blizzard. And <laughs> yeah, and so I thought, uh, since instead of making the guys record with just three, I would come from, I would emerge from behind the desk, behind the glass. Mm-hmm. I'm in your house. I'm no longer in your walls. <laughs> I'm looking out. <laughs> no one is safe from Jason. No one is safe. <laughs> you have been warned. Anyway, we've got a nice episode set up for today. Uh, We've got some news actually about Overwatch and a few other games like Genshin Impact, Breath of the Wild, Fortnite, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, Some cool things Ben's going to show us about the PlayStation. And Jason's got a few of his own news topics uh, like... uh Am I pronouncing this right? Mugenics? Yeah, we'll get to that. It's fun. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> and we'll be going in that order. For our fun segment this week, we're going to be talking about games within games. So stay tuned. Game or if you session. hate gaming news, you can just skip to about halfway through the podcast and that'll tend to be it. Um, <laughs> you'll fiddle around with the time. You'll find it eventually. You know, like you do. And of course, after that, we will be reporting on esports. Let's go. All right. So I believe I'm first on the docket this week. Yeah, yes, looks certainly. like it. All right, so let's let's jump into the Overwatch. In lieu of Aiden being here, I will be giving the Overwatch news. So they've removed another character from the game. May. The yep. roster no, is I would shrinking. be sad, except I hate May. So. <laughs> I've heard so many people who played Overwatch One talk about how frustrated they were at someone else playing May, especially if they were Widowmaker. Mm. Um, because it was like they'd set up this perfect shot, and the moment they pull the trigger, ice wall. <laughs> but yeah, May was bugged to where she could actually push people out of the map so they could go under the map, <laughs> walk under the control point, and just destroy the enemy team from below with, wow. while, while with impunity. Yeah, because, you know, you can't shoot. You, apparently, you can't shoot down through the floor, but you can shoot up through it. Oh, <laughs> really? Collision one way, not the other. Yeah. I also heard that, like, I, I played Overwatch 2 for, like, an afternoon, and that was it. And that, that was like a group of alphas <laughs> or betas. I don't know. Mm. Um, and May, I know. I know some people also weren't happy. I think about because May was changed in Overwatch too. Like she doesn't slow anymore. Mm. I think she kept most of her moves, but she doesn't slow. Which yeah, is she doesn't like, like gradually freeze people. Anymore. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is like one of the funnest things of May, about May is that you can play, you know, close close quarters, freeze people, and 
point blank headshot them. Like it's just mm-hmm. right. It feels so bad to get killed by a maid. <laughs> like I feel like that's like a staple of of her character, and they removed that. They changed yeah, that already. I've noticed that with a lot of uh, changes that have been made to Overwatch characters, they do it to streamline the gameplay. Like uh, yeah. there's uh, what's his name, the cowboy. Wow, how McCree? am I McCree? Uh, Cassidy. Well, Cassidy now, now but yeah. he was McCree in the first game, and he had a stun grenade. But they changed it to a sticky grenade because stunning is really annoying for the person who gets stunned. And plus, when they removed, you know, they took it from 6v6 to 5v5, removing essentially one tank from each team. It just streamlines and makes the gameplay run a little more smoothly. A, a couple characters actually had stun moves taken away because a lot of them did. But then in Overwatch 2, they made it just like a flat universal rule that only tanks can stun now. Yeah, which I, so, I feel like was the right call, you know. Yeah. Because like, I'm sure some people might enjoy freezing people as May, but yeah, it's... It can bog down the game. Now, May, of course, is not permanently removed. She should be back approximately November 15th is what I believe they said. Yes, it is. So is Bastion back yet? Bastion's back. Bastion's Bastion's back. back. So you want to know something funny? I unlocked Bastion right around the time he was pulled for getting fixed. I unlocked May about two days before they announced. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I know the issue is. It's not the game. It's not the code. It's you. It's me. (laughs) They're just watching your gameplay and they're like, who did you just unlock? The next time I unlock a character, prepare for them to get pulled out for maintenance. (laughs) Now, I will say this is something that's weird. With a lot of other games, um, when a character needs some maintenance in order to fix a bug with their kit... It's just patched in an update. They're yeah, never they're pulled from the game. I've, this I've is, never heard of that yeah, happening. This is completely unique to Overwatch and really weird. I mean, the May one does make sense because glitching people out of the map is like, okay, I can see a reason why you would want to prevent that from happening. And you um, want to like stop it immediately. Yeah, yeah. you want to stop it immediately. But like, it's been, but it's not just May. They removed Torbjorn, they removed Bastion to but, fix them. It's like pulling a car into the shop. Instead of updating software. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I kind of understand where they went with, at least with Bastion. Torbjorn, I wasn't entirely sure what was wrong with him. But with Bastion, like, his glitch was pretty game-breaking. Like, mm. if Your you, ability to ult 30 times. Yeah, I mean, you could just, you could <laughs> carpet bomb the entire map and just wipe out everyone. And with May, it sounds like it's even more game-breaking. So I kind mm. of understand their desire to, like, if they know, hey, we're not going to be able to fix her immediately... Let's just get her out so she's not breaking the game. I can kind of, I can like, I can understand that. Would it be better if they could just like fix her fast? Yeah. But again, they're a small indie company. They don't have a ton of money. They've got like maybe like two, three people working on the game, guys. You got to cut them some slack for sure. <laughs> got to give sure. Activision Blizzard that's really a little the, slack. That's really the thing. It's like, it's like in, in, other, in other games that there's a game breaking glitch, I don't know what's different about Overwatch. Like, because it's, it's the reason that you'd have to pull the character is because the turnaround for a patch is too, like, it, it would take at them least too a few long. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, I wonder why it takes that long. I don't know. Well, you know, coding is ridiculous. Yeah. Has anyone here done any coding? Not on that scale. Not on that scale. <laughs> Not on that scale. Okay. Well, I obviously, have... none of us have coded something yeah. as complicated as Overwatch. But uh, do we all have at least a little bit of experience We're with coding because of, of college? Uh, yeah. I worked with Scratch once. Does that count? Sure. Um, <laughs> I had to do some Python back when I was a chemical engineering major. You guys all know how ridiculous and frustrating coding can be, and debugging is such a pain. So with something as complicated as a AAA game, I can see why it would take a little while. And plus, then they got to, like, retest it, and then that might make a new bug, and they got to test that. A couple weeks turnaround for patching something, that makes a lot of sense to me. Especially for a small, struggling indie company with thousands of people working at it, like yeah. Activision Blizzard. No, like, I was going to say, like, Fortnite <laughs> does the same thing. Like, if there's if there's a game-breaking, like, there was a bug a little while ago where, like, if two certain skins, if you were using two certain skins and they, like, 
held onto. They have like these cannons on the map that you can like shoot cannonballs out of. But if they held onto the cannons and then like moved around with them for a minute and then let go, the skins would just turn invisible and you could just run around <laughs> oh. and shoot people with nobody knowing invisible where you were. Invisible glitch. And so like the moment <laughs> that was reported, they just perma ban. I mean, they've not perma, but like they. Shut disabled off. Those they disabled, disabled those two skins, skins immediately until they, until they could fix it. Yeah. yeah, which makes a lot of sense. The only so. the only other thing I can think of recently, or really at all, is the is is recent is the I don't know if it was talked about in the last couple weeks. I don't remember on the podcast, but the 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 characters that had to be pulled from League for Worlds, like mm. Oriana had. Um, I think we mentioned it. Yeah. Or the, like yeah yeah yeah. I remember Ben did talk about it. Yeah, because like a character having to be pulled in for like the worlds because a game breaking glitch happened mm -hmm. and but I guess I, I don't know if they pulled her from like casual play or not nah stayed in casual play just if you happen to get hit by invisible Oriana ult sucks to suck ban mm -hmm. Oriana I guess that's kind of the thing like you can't really ban characters in mm -hmm. Overwatch so like if that's also doesn't sound like quite the same level of game breaking Mm -hmm. One of them is like something isn't telegraphed yeah. correctly, and the other one is like you can cap a point through the floor. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, I mean, League has had situations where they've had to remove characters. Like sometimes when new characters come out, they're just completely broken. Like Viego <laughs> was just completely broken when he first came out. He has this mm. ability to like if he kills someone, he can basically take he over can, their like, body. Take, yeah, he can take Wait, over people's what? abilities. Whoa, right? yeah. what? And so he becomes that other champion. Whoa. And there were just so many weird interactions. Oh, I bet. And, like, they fixed as many as they could before he came out. But then he came out and just so still. Many. <laughs> just, yeah. Leave a, it to the players of a video game to find the most game-breaking way to way use to anything. Especially a game with a player base of <laughs> tens of millions. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah, no, it's you can That's try all test. the testing and all, like, you know, the compatibility testing you can with your team of 100 people but you give it to 100 million people <laughs> and they will find, find those bugs and they will them. find things you know speaking of uh things that like weren't intended to be used a certain way um trying to make a smooth segue into my next news topic hmm. uh which is the genshin impact update uh, there's a healer character named barbara who is not meant to <laughs> have much in the way of damage and she's presented as like this most non-threatening character and stuff People make DPS Barbaras in Genshin Impact that are <laughs> terrifying. They're scary. <laughs> they do so much damage on this healer character that's supposed to be super weak. But if you do just the right build with just the right equipment, she just nukes everything. Just demolishes. It's the weirdest thing. So when you but, say terrifying, is I'm not very well versed in Genshin Impact. Is it just PvE? It's just PvE. There's no PvP in Genshin. Okay. The closest they've ever had to PvP is this thing called Wind Trace, which is like a game of hide-and-seek, um, which is actually a ton of fun. Luigi's Balloon World. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, there's no PvP in Genshin. I don't think there ever really should be combat PvP in Genshin just because of the way the game works. Um, but anyway, what was I going to write? So there's a new Genshin Impact update, some pretty cool stuff coming out. We've got another of the Archon characters who are like the in, – in, in the story, they're like the gods of the world over the elements. And this new one is already making massive splashes in the meta. She is rated as double S tier for sub-DPS support and exploration, which has never happened before as far as I'm aware. So basically just any role you want 
slap them in. Except for main DPS. Mm. Having like, an all right main DPS. Is it DPS. like the three roll that's never happened before? Or what exactly has never happened so before? So I've never seen one. So it's on, I think it's like game8.com or something like that, that I... Uh, is a place that a lot of people use for like ratings and uh, build guides on Genshin Impact. And Nahida, I am probably mispronouncing that. I apologize. Uh, I will get better over time as I hear the characters say it in game. <laughs> the Dendro Archon. Um, it so it rank, it ranks them off of four categories: main DPS, sub DPS, support, and exploration. I have seen people be double S tier in two categories, but never three before, and I've never seen all four. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing they're not going to try and develop a character that is top tier in all four because that would be way too busted. You'd never use anything else. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but she is incredibly powerful. I have played the demo on this character, and I got to say, I don't get how to use her. <laughs> I try, but it feels weird and clunky. Um, as well as the return of a, a fan favorite, at least for like personality and looks, uh, Yoimiya, a pyro archer character who I'm trying to get onto my roster because she's a ton of fun, has great single target damage, which my account kind of lacks. But there's some fun stuff. And then some other long-awaited characters are getting more stuff about them in the game and will soon be playable, like Scaramouche. Uh, another important person in the story, and you guys, will you do the fandango? Yes. Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Stop. We could do the whole thing. Stop there. Yeah, let's let's stop it there. Yeah. Anyway, he's got some crazy new stuff in the story, and uh, we've got some new information about what he'll be like as a playable character. Lots of people making jokes about that on Reddit. Blah blah blah. Cool stuff going on with Genshin. Moving on. Uh, my third news topic, trying to keep them all fairly short so I can share a few more stories. Um, this dude has made a Breath of the Wild Halloween Hunt DLC mod. Ooh. That looks really good. I'm going to show you all. I, I should have pulled it up on the. Uh, actually, yeah. Why don't we pull this up on the main screen yeah, in the studio? Can, okay, so search uh, Breath of the Wild Halloween Hunt DLC. I want you guys to see these pictures because there's this one that makes. Uh, Link gives us Link this outfit like he's uh, some kind of vampire lord. Like, you know, the cool vampire lords like Dracula. Hmm. Yeah, look at that outfit. Isn't that... Look at that drip. Look at that drip. <laughs> Link has some drip, all right? <laughs> Looks like he could be a member of the, the freaking... What are they called? The bad guys in Naruto. Yeah, Katsuki. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing him use some That's ninjutsu. That's awesome. That yeah, really cool. he's, he's really cool. Anyway, it's... um. I don't think it's fully finished yet, uh, but it's got a whole bunch of content. Uh, cursed pumpkins, uh, a new Korok that's like got some interesting mechanics aside from seeds and stuff. There's some fun stuff, and it. I, could, I, I swear I saw earlier a release date for it. Um, or is it already here? I don't see it. It would be fitting if they release it on Halloween. But I know, right? But I only found out hey, about I it mean, today. If- they, they have like 364 days if they want to release on <laughs> yeah. Halloween. They've got plenty of time. <laughs> they have plenty of time. There's only 364 days until the next Halloween. Oh, no. Um, this is amazing. I knew that uh, I knew that Breath of the Wild had a mod community, but I didn't yeah. know that like this level of custom content and custom models and stuff oh, was being honestly, made. That's pretty amazing. There's, there's a, some really good stuff. There's a mod. I haven't played it myself, although I have messed around with a little bit of other uh, Breath of the Wild mods. But there's a mod called Breath of the Wild Second Wind, which... 
it, I mean, it I'm on a Discord server for that. Yeah, I mean, it basically <laughs> like completely rehauls the entirety of the game. It adds really? like hand to hand combat. It adds like all kinds of new items, characters, quests, weapons, hmm. armors, like tons of stuff. And I really want to replay the game with mm-hmm. it installed. There's a lot of stuff, and there's also it's just a few other mods for funsies, like ones where you can play as Zelda. Um, ones where you can play as characters mm-hmm. from other games or swap out different appearances of people. One of my favorites is it turns the, like, Master Sword slash, like, ranged attack into just the Guardian laser beam. Oh, no <laughs> way. <laughs> shoot them back. Yes, shoot them back. That's the awesome. amount of pure chaos you can unleash with that mod is incredible. Um, so, yeah, Breath of the Wild, this new cool Halloween mod. I wish we could have shared that for the Halloween episode, but, hey, you know, um, we're telling you now. Anyway, <laughs> be grateful what you have. Be, be grateful. grateful. <laughs> Don't you complain? Be grateful for my mercy. <laughs> anyway, that's all of my new stuff for this week. Uh, Court, you're up. Okay. Well, uh, carrying over from my maybe Darth Vader quote, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the original trilogy. Um, Fortnite right now is doing a big crossover event with Star Wars. They've done Star Wars events before, mm. but this, but usually to like line up with May the Fourth or the release of Obi Wan of the Obi Wan show. This one kind of just came out of nowhere. They had their big Halloween event, and then they took all the Halloween stuff away, and then they were just like, "Okay, now it's Star Wars time." And they just <laughs> like they announced this thing. They they're calling it Skywalker Week, and in it there has a decent enough ring to it. November yeah. the fourth be with you. November <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> they're preparing for the next. Uh, Star Wars Christmas special. There you go. <laughs> Finally, I've been waiting years. Years. Um, but anyway, so like, I mean, it's a pretty big, like, they added skins and cosmetic and like accompanying cosmetics for Luke, Han, and Leia. So the, the whole original trilogy, you know, trio. Um, they're bringing, they brought back all the cosmetics from past collaborations like Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, um, some Jedi Fallen Order stuff. Anyway, and um, and then there, oh, and all the sequel trilogy stuff. Um, mm. But and then they're adding, they've added back all like the lightsaber items. There's lightsabers and blasters, yeah, uh, back into the game, which are <laughs> the funnest items to use in that game. Like the lightsabers are so fun; they can actually like block bullets, and you can have oh, like straight can? up lightsaber duels with oh, them. Oh yeah, it's boss. so fun. So I want to see what was it. Uh... What was that thing from the first episode? It was uh, Master Chief and Goku beating up Travis Scott. Beating up Travis Scott. <laughs> let's ha- let, now let's do that again, but with lightsabers. But with lightsabers. With lightsabers. With lightsabers. <laughs> well, and, and then the other thing that's cool is they're bringing back, uh, in the last season, they had Vader, who would come around at the beginning of each a match, and he would like land somewhere on the island, and then you could like fight him as a boss and Ooh. then get his lightsaber. And they've added him back, but they've also added back the lightsabers. So now you can do lightsaber duels with Vader hmm. and just, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. There's like little, there's stormtroopers that will roam around the Island now, like stormtrooper NPCs that you can fight. And like, nice. anyway, it's only here for like a week, but Fortnite has, is always at its funnest when it's doing some kind of star Wars crossover. And this is their biggest one that they've done yet. So sweet. I'd say if you're going to log on, log on right now. Now's the time to do it. It goes till November 8th. Cool this stuff. Is not sponsored by nice. Epic. <laughs> Welcome back to your weekly episode of Court Shills, Shills for, for Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> sponsored by Epic Games. No, it's true. I mean, I'm, I, I might be sponsored by Epic. They keep sending me free games like, constantly. Oh my goodness. All of their games are free for me. It's so weird. 
um, anyway, so then the second thing that I was going to talk about really quick was um, God of War Ragnarok, the sequel mm. to 2018's God of War Soft Reboot, um, which is an amazing game. Anyway, it, it, its street release date was broken, so people were selling it before the day people like stores in other countries were selling it before the day that it was you're kidding intended to be released oh yeah. no <laughs> and so there's been a huge thing where like the entire game has leaked online and you know video clips the whole story is out and the developers are very very upset about it which i don't blame them for understandable but um anyway so yeah so i, I haven't looked at anything for it because I don't want it spoiled for me. But has it been pretty hard to avoid spoilers? Like, yeah, I mean, I've seen a few like different clips of like big fights and things that kind of spoil things. I mean, I've seen suggestions for them. I haven't watched them, but hmm. anyway. So if you want to go into God of War Ragnarok clean, don't go online. Don't go online week. ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the? How can I tie this back in the beginning? Please keep yourself off the internet until <laughs> until the launch of Ragnarok and enjoy the ride. Pretty much. Hopefully cool. it'll be right, better boys. than the other recent <laughs> Ragnarok media we've gotten. Oof. Mm. Wait, no. Love and Thunder was the bad one. Yeah, Ragnarok. 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 Ragnarok was good. Yeah, yeah. Ragnarok, Ragnarok was, was one of the best Marvel movies yeah, in my that was opinion. Like, that was like the, the measurement, the, the bar to, to cross that Love mm-hmm. and Thunder fell so far from. Anyway, ignore me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your episode of Knights of the Beavriel. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're going to talk about... Or is it B-Roll? Is that the actual? Uh, so B-Roll. Well, B-Roll is the app. Yeah, B-Roll is yeah. the app. <laughs> yeah. B-Roll is. B- no, you're thinking like... of blooper roll, I think. B-Roll is when you take like footage that you're going to narrate over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I was just trying to come up with something that kind of sounded close to D-Pad that mm-hmm. we use for film. And then now we're just a film critic. Now we're just fans. <laughs> All right, everybody. Favorite Marvel movies. Let's go. Hey, we, we can be like Game Theory. First, we start with a gaming podcast. Hey, and then a you know, podcast. And then a food and then a podcast. podcast. It'll be perfect. I am down for a food podcast. Let me tell you what, boys. Yeah. It's mm. just us eating. Nothing else. It's just ASMR of us. Just... <laughs> and after like an hour or two, we review. And it's like, that was pretty good. Four stars. But we don't tell you what we ordered. <laughs> you, you have to. <laughs> the first person to guess what we ate wins a prize. By <laughs> last week's winner, yes, it was KFC. Let's go. <laughs> like the last three weeks, I couldn't it stop was saying so it was KFC. Good. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, yeah. Ben, what have you got for us? So I have am a fairly big PlayStation fan, mm-hmm. and they have released their release date for the PlayStation VR 2, which mm. is set to come out fe- February 22nd, I think it was. For some reason, when you like started saying Feb and then stopped, yeah. my mind just heard September. <laughs> September. September. <laughs> September 3rd. No, February 22nd, 2023. Mm, so, so pretty early next year. Pretty early next year. I think that's sooner than Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's like sure. May. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And so, um, it's couple, I mean, it's exciting. It's I, after I'm getting married. Hey. Uh, hey. Actually, I don't think we've gotten to actually talk about. His. Yeah, we haven't yeah. talked about that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Sorry, I just derailed. Tell us the story. I, I got Merlin. engaged two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo. And he still got the episode edited and published like the day after he got engaged. <laughs> the man, crazy. Like, the, the next myth, morning. the legend. It. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So back to the PlayStation VR headset. Yes, onto important things. Yeah, onto the important <laughs> subject. All right. Um, 
I mean, it seems to have some really cool design features. Yeah, can we pull it up on the screen? Let's all take a look at this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think definitely a step up from... Uh, yeah, does it have the ugly wand controllers no, that I, they... actually, they, they've, they've managed to upgrade oh, the controllers so that you don't have those <laughs> little pixie wands anymore. Okay, this just looks like a ripoff of the Vive yeah, now, it's, it, uh, they're like the knuckle controllers. Yeah, even, but like, it does look really clean. It, it does. Looks really it looks clean, sleek. Though. It definitely uh, fits in well with the, the look of like the PS5 and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the weird curves and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so... Looks like a spaceship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, PSVR 2 will have a 4K HDR display. Whoa. What? Mm -hmm. 4K VR. That's more pixels than my eyes can see that close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for real. It will have eye tracking, which would be pretty interesting. Because I was oh. like, I'm, I'm sure there are actually some really cool mechanics you can do I just in hope games that with, like with eye tracking. I just hope with the eye tracking that it won't be like with a lot of like cool things Nintendo does. Because Nintendo's like, hey, here's these cool features in our hardware. And all the third-party people are like, nah, mm -hmm. standard controls. Which is, I love Nintendo for the cool things they put in. I'm bothered by everyone else not using them. Yeah. And I worry that pe that might happen with the eye tracking, but... I'm sure that yeah. a lot of the original content, because Sony does tons of original content anyway, so it'll probably use it pretty well. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. most of, and I'm, I would bet that a lot of the big name PSVR two games are Sony games that they make. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I can imagine like a horror game oh. with eye tracking, yeah. like uh, a, that would fit so scare. perfect with my yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you you focus on whatever demon peer, uh, appears behind you, and all of a sudden just kind of vanishes. Oh. And so, can you guys imagine, I don't know how many of you guys have watched Doctor Who, but can you guys imagine like a Doctor <gasps> Who, oh. like a Weeping Angel horror game using the eye tracking on the PSVR? Oh, man. That would be so oh. Can you imagine? And like, so like, you have to like, <laughs> oh. you have to be looking directly at them. And the game can tell when you blink. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh. You have to be able to detect your blinking. And so like, you're just looking, you blink, boom. Freaking Boom. like two feet away from you now. Oh. Oh, so no. instead of having a blink mechanic like SCP Containment Breach, it's mm -hmm. like an it's it's not a timer; it's an actual blink, which would that would be a whole new level of like video game skill, you know? Because oh, yeah. <laughs> not only do you need like your quick reaction time and hand eye coordination, you need to be good at staring contests. There you go. <laughs> Finally, all my hard work that will pay be, off. That would be like <laughs> super immersive. I feel like that's the like that's. That's that is like something incredibly powerful about VR is if you involve mm -hmm. as we slowly do things like that and involve a bit more of your body, mm -hmm. like that's gonna that's gonna take it to the next level. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. oh. Speaking of immersive. Yeah. So they have been talking nonstop with this release about how incredible the haptics are gonna be inside the handles and the helmet. Ooh. So if they're anything like the PS5. Yeah, I'm like I believe it, dude. The PS5 controllers haptics were incredible. So I'm sure like their haptics are gonna be crazy for like the handles too, but I can imagine like in the helmet, can you imagine like someone like rubbing your head and you can feel their individual fingers just like oh going across gosh. your forehead, or like in a horror game like someone like just like putting their hands on the sides of your head and you can like feel it. phasmophobia, you know, the death oh, thing. Oh yeah, for your eyes. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. You know what this reminds me of though? A little bit of a diversion, but guys, we made it. We made it. We got through, and we are all fine. It didn't happen. What's that? What? <laughs> so I feel in, like 5D chess is what happened. Yeah, so you guys see the, like, Rook appear behind me and just stab me. Um, <laughs> you thought you made it. You thought you made it. Um, so in-universe, in 
Sword Art Online started in, if I if I'm not wrong, <laughs> October 2022. No. And guess <laughs> what? Fail. And guess what's currently failing? The metaverse. <laughs> oh my Guys, god! We've we made it. it. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is actually a hero. He, he purposely sabotaged the VR metaverse so that we wouldn't get stuck in a game. He reveals that Akihiko Kayaba is secretly behind the metaverse. It all makes sense now. But yeah, I believe, if I remember correctly, in-universe, the launch date for Sword Art Online was late October 2022, and we have passed it. Um, okay, someone here is saying November 6th. 6th. So actually, we would still have a few days. Everyone, be careful! <laughs> Don't buy any mysterious headsets. Well, speaking of virtual reality universes, get ready for the PlayStation Station Verse announced. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, no totally. I, I, I thought that was <laughs> real. Thing. I was like, I was like, no, PlayStation, don't do it. Please, no. <laughs> now PlayStation has no plans for their own little universe, but I thought that would be funny. Just kind of bring it up, and that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh my goodness. We are getting towards things that can do so much more of that immersion. Can you imagine like a Five Nights at Freddy's VR game where when you're okay, looking at the y'all cameras... y'all are all talking about horror, but like, <laughs> but like Half-Life Alex... Half-Life I don't know if y'all played so Alex, incredible. but like Half-Life Alex is like okay. opened my eyes to like, okay, VR is going to be incredible. Well, like, and like mm. just just hand haptics would be yeah. unreal. Would be unreal. But like true. the fact with Half-Life Alex, like you could like I mean the physics in that yes. game were incredible. Mm. I mean you could like run your hand it along a shelf. It and becomes so natural. Like, you like fall off like, like an, I don't know. Like And you imagine like, like it feeling in your hand, you can feel the books being hit against your fingers. Oh, oh it would be oh. crazy. It'd be crazy. Do you guys uh well Wow, why am I blanking on it? I was about to ask if you guys remembered this thing, and now I lost it. No. I feel terrible. No. No. I'm anyway, Half-Life right. Alex. Anyway, yeah. Half-Life Alex. The fact that in Half-Life Alex, you could pick up a marker and then, and then write on the wall. Well, see, like, the, like <laughs> that, that kind of stuff, that kind of, like, tech demo-y stuff where they're like, okay, yeah, we added, like, liquid physics, and it's like, holy crap, this, holy crap, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, hold up a bottle and see, okay, those those cool, those cool things are cool. Okay, yeah. I can write on a board. But, like, what blew me away is how natural it became. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. because it's like, this is a game where you have to do stuff quickly in the heat of combat. And, you know, you have a zombie approaching, you run out of shots, and, like, you automatically like like you just gain. I gained the muscle memory for you reloading. I gained the muscle memory for picking things up and throwing them. Like yeah, it just feels so natural to interact with your well, environment. Can't you actually use things from the environment like as weapons more or less? Like could you pick a book up off of a shelf and throw it at the zombie? Yeah, I mean you could throw. I don't know if it, how much of a stun it would do. I don't remember. It's been a while since I played it. But yeah. like y- there's stuff like throwing explosive barrels into barnacles and stuff like yeah. that's that's Ooh. important. Dang. I, I, so I it'll also make it'll make holding it, things harder incredible. though because like in Alex you can just be like ah and then you're just like okay I'm holding the thing and you don't have to like think about where your hands exactly are on the object True, so I don't yeah. know I mean if it becomes that natural 100% I run out of shots I'm throwing my pistol <laughs> <laughs> yeet <laughs> it's just I'm brah, 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 uh, <laughs> just chuck it, it. <laughs> get away this thing's this. empty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, uh, well, I mean, Reaper already does that in Overwatch. If only if it dealt, if only it dealt damage. Nope. <laughs> Not these ones. No, I am. Where does he get the new? No, guns? speaking where of the best, the new what is it like? Borderlands Two. Borderlands Two has a weapon type. Like it's like randomly generated weapons, and one of the mm. things that can be is on a reload, you throw the gun and it explodes. <laughs> on the new one. That sounds wow. borderlands. That's that so borderlands. <laughs> such a borderlands thing. That's great. 
Um, that's what I, I remembered. Do you guys remember when Nintendo Switch released a whole bunch of things for haptic feedback and stuff oh, like no. that? Oh, yeah, the it's HD like the, Rumble thing? No, not the HD Rumbles. It was like these boxes and strings that you could assemble this kit with. Oh, Nintendo and Labo. Then, yeah, yeah. Labo that. wasn't haptic. Labo was cardboard. Okay, well, <laughs> it was kind of haptic because it sort of like put you into like a certain like. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, frame yeah. like it wasn't the same kind of haptic as it, like it would provide much resistance. But like you know when you put it on, you'd like be hunched over like the turtle back thing that they had, and in, in other ones, I don't really think that that took or off. You like did put it? it like into a no, gun, really. kind yeah. Of thing, like, but like thing. that's the thing with Nintendo. Like I said earlier, no one ever follows the gimmicks, but it's always ahead of its time. Someone eventually picks mm-hmm. it up in another generation of consoles. Yeah. It always happens. It always happens. And usually they don't do it quite as good either. Mm-hmm. Than usually. Nintendo did. Yeah. But, I mean, that's Nintendo's thing. Is like... <laughs> that is Nintendo's <laughs> thing. It, it does... It does... Um, like what like you guys were saying about, like, it's hopefully, like, Sony. Sony has such a strong first-party library that, mm-hmm. like, they will make use of it and they'll do a lot of good with it. Because um, it's like, you think about... Uh, Nintendo, it's like the same way. Like, third-party... Like, Nintendo themselves, they'll, they'll make use of stuff like that. Third-party... Doesn't because I mean it makes sense. You're 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 distributing something across like every platform. So yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna get as specific in one version, but Sony has some powerhouse games that could do some good stuff with I've, it. I've just VS, hearing you say that kind of I think it's funny because I feel like a lot of Sony's big like powerhouse first party games are relatively recent. Like I feel like you know when yeah. we were all younger, they're all like yeah. PS4. <laughs> yeah, like when we were all younger, it was like oh Nintendo has Mario and Zelda and Samus and you know like. Fox, Star Fox and Kirby and then Xbox has Halo and it has um, other things I'm sure <laughs> Halo, <laughs> like, in, Halo uh, and Gears of War Minecraft. and in Minecraft now I guess yeah but like it had its own you know first yeah. parties but then Sony was like oh they've got like Nathan Drake from Uncharted, I guess. You know, like, and that I feel was like about they're less it. known for mascots. You know? That's yeah. like at the post mascot age. But then you look now, and it's like they've got like Kratos has a huge like presence now. I mean, he was big before, but he's like way bigger Last now. The Last of Us, The Last of Us, Uncharted's yeah. bigger now. You know, Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. Spider Man. Come you know, to think like, of it, with the Blink mechanic, they need to implement that with Horizon. Have some of the 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 robot beasts like try to sneak by moving when you blink, because mm-hmm. <laughs> there are animals that do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. It'd be, yeah. Well, actually, so Mm. with the PlayStation 2, the VR 2, excuse me, PlayStation VR 2, one of the uh, packages you can get, or bundles, I guess, is the Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle. Hey. So that's one of their release, you know, like, bundles is going to come with that. That'll be cool. It would be very cool. Do we know what what that game is all about, like how it works? The Call of the Wild? Is it the third in the Horizon series? Horizon Breath of the Wild. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, I think I was reading about it too, and it's like it's sort of it's like a VR spin-off game. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like mm. Link's bow hunting. But Horizon. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I honestly I haven't looked much into it, but I imagine it would it would just kind of run along the same lines where it, it's just a bunch of like Small tidbit thing taken out of the overall Horizon yeah. series, mm-hmm. and so I like, mean, if it's got like bow and arrow stuff, like I love using bow and arrows in VR, and mm-hmm. that's probably what that game will mostly be. And I'm all the way there for that. Yeah, you know, that's something that I want to experience with the Minecraft VR is using the bow. Because <laughs> oh, I, I haven't done Minecraft VR. Well, first of all, but before anything else, I need to pet a dog. Because <laughs> you know, I've been. Is Minecraft VR a thing? Am yeah, I yeah it's, it's a thing. What? Wow. And, I mean, like full VR. Wow. Like, you can, like, with 
yeah. you have to it's kind of a process to set it up from what I understand though but it is there it does exist and the I feel UI like looks kind of funky but like I feel mm-hmm. like well, yeah. on the one hand that would be amazing and like incredible super cool on the other hand like Minecraft can get intense. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it can. <laughs> you don't want it to be in an. You get you're, crazy you're like combat. you're like backed into a wall with like enemies approaching. Like that means that I would freak out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, can you oh, imagine. I've heard that it's really good for building because you get like a real sense of scale on, oh, yeah, on your bet. building projects and, and space. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, and exactly. you can pet your dog without and punching them. Do- <laughs> it's glorious. <laughs> and your hand will go right through them. Exactly, <laughs> boy. It's amazing. <laughs> And you can, and actually pulling back the bow, you actually get to do it with both hands and like, oh, it's, it looks really cool. Anyway, yeah. I kind of want to play well, Minecraft VR now. Right. I've, I feel like I've been pulling this VR discussion all over the place. Uh, is there anything <laughs> yeah. else you want to share, Ben? Not particularly. I'm just, I'm excited to see cool. what kind of things the VR the next generation does with, of VR. Yeah, no, they've got all this technology they're putting in there. So I'd certainly hope. Like you can, there are some cool things they have planned to go along with it. Well, and the thing mm. is, is a VR system is good on its own, but but like the Quest ones that are all completely standalone are good. But a VR that's got a really powerful PC or some other device backing it can do some really incredible things, mm-hmm. like Half Life Alex. Mm-hmm. And the PS Five is, I mean, it's a chunky it's boy. Strong. Like it's a it's a powerful machine, and so I'm yeah, I'm excited to see what they can. And the PlayStation VR two will have that. Like, you have to have a PS5 in order to use it, I believe. And so it's like, it'll yeah. have that and just, it'll have all that power to work with. It should be pretty good. Mm. That'll be nice. <sighs> if only I had a nice gaming PC. Anyway, Jason. <laughs> anyway, speaking of PC gaming hey. uh, and PC gaming darlings, and also actually not PC gaming because Xbox Live Arcade. Anyway, um, you, I don't know if you guys know the name Edmund McMillan, but you certainly know his his works. He is Super Meat Boy. He is The uh, Binding of Isaac. Oh, this uh, guy. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> very, very distinctive art style. He's the, I, I think, I'm gonna, he's he's the artist and like game designer of um of those games, mm-hmm. and um, so like he he, anyway, the news is that Mugenics has a Steam page. Mugenics being his latest game. His team's latest game that was announced in 2012. Oh, like, gosh. wow. After the Binding of Isaac, uh, like the Flash game Binding of Isaac was like released on, like re- released and put out on Steam. They was like, okay, what, what are you doing next? It's like, Mugenics, here's this cool idea. And it sounds like it's moved pretty far from uh, the original idea, but the original idea was really interesting because it was um, the, we never saw like gameplay of it, but it's, um, it was just like, it was sort of like, how did you describe it? Like a cross between The Sims and Pokemon with a sprinkling of Animal Crossing and a wow, dash of Tamagotchi. The... <laughs> and it, uh, so like originally Mugenics was like. So like pet soup. It was kind of like, a, it, was like, it was like a pet simulator thing, but it was about breeding cats for specific like traits and stuff. Mm. And it had like a pretty dark and bizarre sense of humor because yeah, all of this I'm, guy's stuff does. I'm and, looking at this on, on Steam. <laughs> And one of the first things I see is Shinx found a severed head lying on the ground. Yeah. It's unblinking eyes. I, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys him. have played The Binding do? of Isaac. But oh, I haven't, but I want to. Game. It's super dark. It's really gritty and very gross at times. And it's a masterpiece. <laughs> 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 and um, so, uh, so yeah, like it, it's this. This was announced forever ago, and it seemed like it sounded like a really interesting idea. 
we didn't know a whole lot about it. We never heard a whole lot about it, but it was just like everything that these this guy pumps out, the hist- that these guys pump out is super unique and often very bizarre, slightly disturbing, but so unique. And um, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, cool, we'll see what this is. And um, and it so eugenics, uh, the 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 game eugenics was delayed and then canceled, mm-hmm. and um, it was announced back in 2018 that uh, Edmund. That McMillan was working with um, someone else that he'd done a couple games with to make a, a take like a new spin on it, um, and so now that is the version of the game that I believe we're going to get in the next couple of years, um, and so uh, it's not it's not with the same uh, it's not with the same people that Super Meat Boy was made with, but um, yeah. So now now if you look on the Steam page, which I'll pull up, it's yeah. a very different kind of game now. Take a it's, look, guys. It's like, I'm, oh my gosh, where's the freaking cursor? It's like a roguelike. It's, it's a yeah, roguelike. Roguelike, uh, turn-based combat, dark humor, cute comic book. These are the tags. Yeah. So the art style, the art style is is still the same. Where it, it was really interesting. It's like this this grayscale uh, with like Edmund's really distinctive art style, and now it's like this isometric. I, I think it's turn-based, some kind of roguelike thing. It's, it's it, ma- it makes it sound like you go out, you maybe maybe exploring dungeons or whatever. Yeah. I don't really know, but exploring you're coming the wasteland or something. Yeah, like that. and then you're coming back and you're doing. You still have those mechanics of like really bizarre eccentric cat breeding and pet management kind of thing, and um, and like I feel like I you can you can think of other games that this is probably similar to. Like immediately right off the bat, right up like like off the top of my head, I think of like Cult of the Lamb because. Mm that's uh i don't know a recent release that's kind of this style um mm. but i'm sure it's going to be really disturbing really funny really weird and it's just incredible the the very tumultuous development <laughs> that this game has had and the fact that it, it's happening at all blows me away like i i thought i would ne- we would never hear about this game ever again and now here it is in a in a very different form but it sounds like it's it's coming and it's happening it won't be for a while the it's not expected to come until 2024 um because game take, games take a really long time to make. It seems mm-hmm. <laughs> so especially with small teams. Yeah, I think it's I think it's literally like Edmund McMillan and one other guy. Yeah, on on Steam it, it credits uh, Edmund McMillan and Tyler Glale. I'm Tyler, not sure to, yeah, Glale or something. Glale. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. He's worked. What else is this guy? The done? two have worked together on uh, another game. Uh, the end is nigh. The end is nigh, which I never yeah. played, but looked like a fun and, little platformer. Yeah, and uh, he's also worked on the Basement Collection and the Blue King Collection. Holy cow! Okay, so those so, are those are collections of Edmund's uh, Flash games. Okay, this makes sense because the Basement Collection is three ninety nine. The Blue King Collection is eighty sixty five. That probably includes like all of the Isaac <laughs> DLC ever or something. Probably because my goodness. Um, but yeah, a release date sometime in hope in twenty twenty four. Hopefully, <laughs> read directly from the Steam page. Um. So yeah, really interested to see what kind of game this is going to end up being, and really interesting, interested in, in uh, maybe having it scar me a little bit, like the Binding of Isaac. <laughs> and um, yeah, excited for them. It's really interesting. I mean, if it's anything like other games made by Edward McMillan, it should be pretty. Distant. It'll be it'll be very disturbing and very <laughs> unique and a lot of fun, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, and um, it's it's also interesting because uh, like. That we haven't heard a lot from Edmund in, in a while. I mean, it sounds mm-hmm. like he's they've been working on eugenics since they brought it back in like 2018. They started developing it again, 
Um, and before that, really, we had like the Binding of Isaac Rebirth was in 2014, and we had Afterbirth, which was like a a, a, a DLC that had like we had we had DLC for Isaac. Um, and then the last thing that Edmonds put out is in 2019 was the Legend of Bumbo, which the Legend I've never Bumbo. played and I don't intend to ever play, but it's um also super unique, probably really weird, and there's lots of poop in it. And there's but it's like it's like a it's some it's this like a uh, puzzle roguelike game. It's a, mm-hmm. it looks like some kind of like gem matching game, but the art style of that game is super unique because it's everything. It looks like a, like a cardboard diorama. And oh, it pulls really? off the look really, really well. Mm. Like it's it's it looks really cool. Huh. Um with like the Isaac style, but with like cardboard three in, in 3D space pieces of like cardboard with drawings hmm. on them. Interesting. Yeah. Um but yeah, Mugenics. Uh don't Mugenics. think about the name too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> now he gets it. Yeah. Now the dark truth comes to light. <laughs> now the dark truth. <laughs> Don't know what else you expected with this guy. (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps up our news segment. Now we're going to get on to our fun segment. We are talking about games within games. Not quite Gameception. I think we need a few more layers of that. But (laughs) (laughs) I think the correct term is a mini game. Mini game. Side pursuit. Side pursuit. Um, Time but, waster. Yeah, we're looking <laughs> for. We're looking at ways. Yeah, do you not? Do you not waste enough time playing video games in real life? Well, now you can play video games in video games. That's two <laughs> levels of time wasting your in your video life. Video game character can waste time doing what he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> yep. So we've got a list of fun games that exist within other games, and not just not just like a literal game inside of a game. Like I don't know. Animal Crossing of like the NES games, you know, like you, you get like an NES console and you can play Duck Hunt on it, but also just like the the meta games of like distractions that the things that aren't really necessary to the game that you can sink a lot of time into if you want to, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. freaking betting on horses in Yakuza games or whatever, like yeah. you know, <laughs> the Yakuza games has a ton of yeah, yeah, Yakuza, yeah. <laughs> Yakuza, I think is like every game has their thing. Mm. In in that series, they have some weird little thing that goes way, 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 way too deep. The, the disco, <laughs> the yeah, disco. like the karaoke or like the, the race cars, the, like the, the race cars, school. the matchbox cars. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's begin. I guess uh, just go down the list. Then the first one on the list is games that you can find in Stardew Valley. Now, has everyone here played Stardew Valley? Yeah, I actually haven't. I've I been have, wanting I'm to. Not personally. Okay, so half of us here in this booth have I haven't played, played it a lot, Valley. but I've played it. Okay, so there's this uh, tavern in Stardew Valley where you can go and meet and talk with people, and it's got it has this like little, some arcade games, right? Exactly, it has two arcade games, and honestly, both of these are fleshed out arcade games. Like in the old days of arcade machines being like a major thing, this would have been the kind of stuff you'd see. So there's two of them. There's Journey of the Prairie King, mm-hmm. and there's Junimo Kart. Now, uh, Journey of the Prairie King is kind of like, it's one of those games where you've got like your character and there's just the one field and then enemies come in and you've got to shoot them with your little weapon. I have played that one. You'll get power-ups and coins and stuff and you you get bosses and other things. You go through the game. Uh, Oh, yes. Survivor.io. Those ads I keep getting on all the YouTube videos I'm trying to watch. Uh, No, I don't think so. Is that the one where you're like going down the one path and you need to get the like plus five divided by two? You got to walk through the gate. Is it that one? No. Okay, thank goodness because those are such annoying ads. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just like you got your little cowboy 
and bandits will come in from one of four entrances off to the side and you just got to ping them with your little pistol and you get upgraded stuff. It's it's fun. But it's like this is what arcade games used to be like. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing works. It actually has like uh, benefits in the game. If you beat all the levels, you get your own copy of the arcade machine <laughs> you can put in your house. Huh. And the other one, Junimo Kart, is – well, you guys guess what, what Junimo Kart is about. It's a racing game. It's Oregon uh, Trail. Terrence at Freddy's ripoff. Yeah, it's 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 a racing it's a racing game. You've got you've got your little cart and you can you can just jump. It's Aww. it's like it's let's see if I remember correctly. It's side scrolling, isn't it? Um, I actually have not played Junimo Kart. Okay, yeah, it's side scrolling, and wow, these levels look pretty elaborate, actually. <laughs> and you just jump like Kart Mario. But again, if you beat the entire game, it's got like a whole ton of different tracks as well of various levels of complexity and difficulty. And wow, these actually look really well put together. Um, so you can take that Google Chrome dinosaur game. Junimo Kart's <laughs> where it's at. Junimo Kart's the better. But anyway, if you, uh, if you beat all the levels, you also get the Junimo Kart arcade machine that you can put in your house. I feel like that's a pretty... Um I feel like you see that in a lot of games, the like mm-hmm. arcade, like arcade cabinet in in the game world that you can play. I, I, that's fun if they give you a little reward if you sink enough time into it. That's yeah, cool. it's kind of fun. And I think the the first one, the uh, journey. Wow, why am I blanking on the name? Prairie Bory shoots things. Yeah, Journey mm-hmm. of the Prairie King uh, is actually involved with like some of the the story events with one of the characters. If you become <laughs> friends with her, <laughs> that's awesome. Huh? Yeah, and one thing that Stardew Valley does really well is it integrates so many things because all mm-hmm. the characters have their own story events. Um, have their own daily schedules. Like, there's really hardly any part of the game that's relatively untouched. Everything is involved with something or somebody. And it's mm-hmm. it's one thing I really appreciate about Stardew Valley. Nice. Yeah. And uh, let's do, let's, okay, if we do just the next one, it's going to be me talking for a little while. Let's jump forward. I got this. Forward. Okay, yeah. let me tell you about well, the best, oh, Ben, what you got to say? Know, go ahead. Let me tell you about the best thing in the any game thing? ever made. Oh. So <laughs> that's hyperbole, but bold. But um, let's go. With I don't know it. if any of you guys have played the Sonic Adventure games. I Sonic Adventure not. Two specifically. Um, nah. I grew up on this game. If you go back and play it now, if you don't have the nostalgia glasses, it's probably not very good. But <laughs> I, I, we, my family, we adored this game. We had it on GameCube. It was Sonic Adventure Two Battle, which was the the GameCube port because it was originally on Dreamcast, mm. and. Um, Wait, it's, it was Dreamcast. This is Dreamcast. Yeah, oh, you know man. Sonic Adventure One with like the giant, like the wow, yeah, like the huge like mouths when everybody yes. talks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a sequel to that game. Oh, no. <laughs> and the graphics are better on the GameCube. Um, so, Sonic Adventure Two is uh, it's like a mission based game where uh, you, I guess, um, you have uh, you have a hero story and a dark story. Where you on in the hero story you play as Sonic and Tails and Knuckles, and on the dark story you play as Shadow and Rouge and Eggman. And each of those three characters has their own kind of level where Sonic and Shadow have speed levels. That's basically just like standard 3D Sonic. Um, and uh, Knuckles and Rouge have like a treasure hunting. You're, you're hunting for pieces of the Chaos Emerald, um, mm. and so you're in like a big you're in like a big level, and you get hints and you have to find the location of these emerald pieces and you have to get three to beat the level. Um, and then Eggman and uh, Eggman and Tails both uh, have levels that they play in their mechs that are like combat, kind of, not on rails, but like you're, you're, it's, you're, you're going through the level, killing all the robots, 
Yeah. Uh, Wait, is this okay. the game that the the, the, the Sonic the real time fan dub? Yes. Real time fan dub. Yes. Is, is from, Sonic oh, yes. yes. Okay. That is you may a real time fan dub fame. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sonic this, Adventure this is the Two. One. Um, so each uh, the game like the, the story mode is you know like there's a cutscene which is what they dubbed and then you have a level and a cutscene and a level with one of the other characters and you kind of rotate between them and you do missions right. Right. Um, there's also some really great replayability of each mission has like can has like five emblems that you can get on them instead of just one mm. where it's like okay beat the level now beat it fast now find this secret on it there's there's it's, it's cool there's a lot of replayability to the game but where the real replayability comes so on 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 every level there's enemies right no there's eggman's robots or gun robots or whatever mm, there's right. there's monsters mm. and stuff and they and they drop like these power cores and um You'll also find just like animals around and you pick up all of those. And at the end of the level, you go to the chow garden. I don't know if you guys are familiar with chows in like this, the, the world of Sonic. Let me pull up a picture of what they look like. Wait they're a the second. Little, like the little, weird butterfly people? The they're, the little, people they're the little floaty blue with things. With the teardrop faces? Yeah. Yeah. Those are chows. And they, uh, so they were introduced in Sonic Adventure 1. Um, Sonic Adventure 1 also had a Chow Garden and Sonic Adventure 2, which is, I've never played Sonic Adventure 1, but Sonic Adventure 2 just like it built on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you, telling me that's not just a Pokemon? That's not just, <laughs> it, it may look, <laughs> it totally looks like it a really Pokemon. does. <laughs> but, um, so the first time that you go to the Chow Garden, it's literally like a garden, like pretty fun, like fun little music plays and there's trees and there's a little pond and there's just... Yeah, yeah, thank you, Kyle. And there's just, like, some eggs. (laughs) And you're like, what are these eggs? And you can hatch them by, you know, gently rocking them, which is actually, like, I could never figure out the right button to press. You can also throw them into the wall, and the chow will come out. (laughs) You're going to hatch now, dang it. (laughs) Chow chow are sort of like, I I guess it's basically like a virtual pet minigame thing. They Mm -hmm. don't have, like, needs, like, they don't get hungry and stuff. They're all about stats. Because the power huh. cores and the animals that you collected in each in every mission of the game, you bring them here and you give them to your chow, and every power core corresponds to a stat, and every animal corresponds uh, to a couple of stats. And um, so, if I went and stole a bunch of ducks from the duck pond, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, and then the gave them to your chow, you but the ducks are the block are free. Nobody says you can't. Nobody will stop you. I have forty three um, ducks. I gave them all to my chows. <laughs> so they have stats like speed and strength and uh climb and fly because as you level up their stats they also cosmetically change their appearance change, changes when you give them animals because right here they look like kind of you know it's a blank slate it's a little blue boy little black boy but they'll get uh, that sounded bad they, <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a dark chow i'm sorry um, <laughs> um but they'll get like those animals features on a random part of their body they have like, you know, six or seven, you know, arms, hands, legs, whatever. And that oh. animal, they'll get like gorilla arms or they'll get the what are they unicorn doing to horn. the animals? Are they like consuming them? It's actually really funny because like they have a little animation where they <laughs> like, the you Borg. hand it, you, you, if you're holding it, you walk into them and they'll pop into them and they go, beep, beep, pee, and it, the animal just like flies, it, does, it just like bounces onto the ground and the animal just keeps <laughs> walking around. You can't like pick it up anymore, so you can only use it once. Yeah. But, Interesting. Yeah. And huh. so- the the um you can you can get more chows you can get different colored chows that have different rarities you're grinding up their stats you play the missions you grind you get all these power cores and animals to grind up your chows stats you buy them special food 
with the rings that you're collecting in the levels mm. and you grind up their stats for chow races and chow karate oh my goodness <laughs> oh, no. it just keeps going and going guys <laughs> so chow races are um like it's some of it's like you you have almost no interaction your chow just based on its stats will perform and compete with other chows and you can like encourage them a certain number of times like, like put specific moments into <laughs> no, 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 no. the duck no. evolution game yes you remember that one? Oh. okay okay duck evolution is that is chow racing that is, that chow is racing? what chow racing is yes that um, i 100 percent guarantee that was based off of chow racing and that's why i loved that when i was in middle school Best Flash game. Anyway. I got to say, I'm looking up some screenshots of this, and this is so <laughs> adorable. I've got, like, Sonic looking while one chow is balancing on a beach ball, and the rest are, like, standing around cheering it yeah. on. It just goes and goes That's and so goes. Cute. The sheer <laughs> amount of stuff you can do with the chows that you can grind for. Like, like you do the races. Like, okay, yeah, the next race that we have to do has a lot of swimming. I got to grind up their swim stat. Oh, no. I gave yeah, them a bunch of fish, ducks. and now it looks like a fish, and it doesn't look cool anymore. Let me go grind <laughs> cool animals that are really rare. Let me get it some phoenixes and unicorns and stuff. And then, like, there's, there's, there's so freaking much you can take your chows to school and they can learn specific skills oh my goodness you can your chows grow up into adults they grow up into adults and then they can um like they can level they can become hero chows or dark chows and you get extra gardens that look really cool and then chows eventually die and if they were happy enough they get reborn and they keep some of their stats so you can keep grinding them but if they weren't happy enough because you didn't care it goes and goes and goes are are there chow children do they have chow babies they don't they don't have chow children they just like they they just like reincarnate (laughs) but it's just like I play. I only play Sonic Adventure Two for the Chow Garden. <laughs> you play the missions. Like I've played through the game a lot of times. Mm. I know the story. I've played it. A, I've. You play the missions to get stuff to give to your chows. <laughs> like, and this I, is something you can. You don't have to ever touch this. It's just there if you want it. <laughs> oh man! And you can put hundreds of hours into it. It sounds like you have. <laughs> Eggman's just trying to build his massive planet destroying laser. Freaking Merlin, uh, quote unquote, Jason shows up, kicks his kneecaps in, is like, hold on, just, just sit. I need to get my stuff. I need to get my things for my little, my, my little blue boy. I need more my stuff. My precious child. Eggman's like, why? Why did you do this? Why did you save the world? And you're just like, for the chow. And you're like, well, if I get four more power cores, my chow will learn how to do a flying crane kick. That's why. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just imagining the situation where Eggman is like taking over the world completely unopposed. And then all the citizens of the world are just like, where's Sonic? Why isn't he helping us? And then Sonic's just Cut in to his Sonic garden. In a garden. And he's just like, have this. <laughs> I love this boy. <laughs> oh, you're balancing on the ball now. You're so precious. <laughs> I'm going to train you on swimming. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 unbelievable how much time I've put into the chow. <laughs> I remember the chows from that Sonic X, the cartoon yeah, I watched as a kid. That cartoon was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked it as a kid. But remember the looking... Formula One race car police in the first yes. episode? <laughs> <laughs> or his like buddy who he was always racing against with the Formula One car. They had a thing for Formula One with that show. Um... <laughs> it's a freaking weird show. <laughs> the Sonic show I watched when I was little was... Uh... Sonic Underground. Oh, yeah. Sonic Underground is weird. <laughs> that was a weird show. So they're just doing, Sonic shows in general. They're doing yeah, a new Sonic show. Um, they are, And yeah. a lot of people really? have high hopes for it. I remember I was looking up some news for this the other day because um, I'm, I'm getting ready to uh, – next week we'll be talking about the new Sonic Frontiers game for our news is segment. It co- is it so like this week? It's is it coming out? out on the 8th, I believe. Wow. Oh, wow. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to Knights of the Sonic. You're <laughs> <laughs> now a Sonic yeah, podcast. November 8th. So, yeah. Knights um, of Mobius. But there will also be a new um, a new Sonic TV show that's coming out, and a lot of people are pretty excited about it. It's an animated show. Um, I think it's a Netflix original. Well, I mean, I heard Boom was pretty of, good. So, I mean, yeah. so Boom, like, is Boom had weird, some good writing, I heard. But, like, there are some banger lines. Oh, yeah. I've heard that Boom Just because I'm a knucklehead doesn't mean I can't be a feminist. (laughs) (laughs) In dire situations like these, the bro code trumps the whole enemy thing. (laughs) (laughs) I got another speeding ticket. I'll try to fight it in court, but I don't think they'll take gotta go fast as a medical, uh, as a medical wow. condition. <laughs> no, like, I, 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 I've seen, like, whole, like, compilations on YouTube of mm-hmm. just Sonic Boom breaking the fourth wall and, like, <laughs> criticizing itself and, like... Yeah, it's it's a pretty brilliantly written show. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be a new one and stuff. We've got some fun Sonic news coming down the pipe, which is good to hear after, you know... After Forces. After all the years of just terrible Sonic games and other content... <laughs> Okay, well, moving uh, on, the next minigame on our list yeah, let's is go to... Game Within a Game is Zelda minigames. Yes, Zelda minigames. Okay, I put... Splish! <laughs> <laughs> I put that boom. boom! I completely forgot about that. In Wind you Waker. better talk about that. Oh, oh my <laughs> goodness, the well, Wind Waker. What was it called? I think it's called Sploosh Kaboom. Was <laughs> that the name of it? <laughs> okay. Kaboom! So for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, on one of the islands in Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, there's this shop you can go into where this guy has this mini game. And isn't it just basically... It's literally just Battleship. It's just Battleship, but Zelda-themed. But then, like, you'll hear the guy, like, you know, because there's the voice acting in all Zelda games, like, you know, like... Mildly different from the villager noises. Yeah, that sounded like villager Mike. <laughs> um, but then, but then, all of a sudden, this same guy who's just like looks super grumpy and unhappy, you'll like fire off a thing. And if you miss a shot, he'll just be like sploosh. <laughs> and if you hit, he'll be like kaboom. It's like suddenly he's so into it. It's the and also, like, crap. <laughs> it's 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 like a silly little mini game that you can play to get like a heart piece. Mm-hmm. But it is so like. The flavor to it is incredible because oh also like goodness. the guy who the guy who runs it, you're like you you walk up and you're like yeah I'll pay twenty rupees let me play your game and he's like okay and then he pulls out like a cardboard cutout of like a sailor captain sticks his head through it and he's like right 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 and like he gives talks. his whole spiel and then he'll like, like switch to, he'll like switch to other characters by like holding up these <laughs> it's amazing it's like this is so funny it's so like over dramatized yeah. and everything mm-hmm. it's the funniest thing and you can totally miss it. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I did miss it. I yeah. played through all of Wind Waker, and I had never seen that before. I must have totally missed that. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's on the same island. It's on Outset Island, I think. Like, is it where really? you start? I'm pretty sure. Like, all the shops are on Outset Island. No, no I, think it's, I think it's like the first main island. Yeah, the big... no, sorry, not Outset Island. Uh, the first, the island where you get your sail. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. the shops are there. Why am I blanking on its name? Um, I know what you're talking about. It's the, it's the island with like, the big island. city. Area. Yeah, it's it's the city, and that's where all the shops are. That's where you can auction Windfall stuff. Windfall Island. Windfall Island. Thank you. Right. It's on Windfall Island. It's close. Um, you know the mini game that that my brother and I participated in a lot with uh, Wind Waker was, and I guess the the story asks you to do this because you need it to get the Triforce charts. Uh, but the the auction mini game. Okay, and, tell oh, me more. So this this game could be either super fun or super frustrating because like. It's an auction house. So the guy you sell the sale to in the beginning of the game, uh, he becomes, while you go out adventuring, he strikes gold. Not literally, but he becomes filthy rich. He buys, like, the mansion that this uh, other family had. It's actually kind of sad because the family that had that mansion, the dad, his daughter, was one of the people who Ganon kidnapped, and he spent 
every dime he had Aww. trying to save her. He was so dedicated. So he, he and his daughter end up in poverty working like really just small-time jobs wearing basically uh-huh. rags by the end of the game. Meanwhile, the guy who was like a struggling businessman at the beginning you sold the sale to has like purchased the mansion from them and is now running it as an auction house. So the guys, the moral of the story is support small businesses. Come on. Um, <laughs> the moral of the story <laughs> is if you're rich, abandon your daughter and save your riches. Moral of the story, rich get richer. Well, no, because he was poor and he got richer. He was a successful businessman. It was a rags to riches story for this guy. Um, but yeah, he has an auction house. And you literally have an auction for the things in there. And a lot of them are just like mediocre things. Um, most of them are treasure charts that will just basically replenish themselves if, if someone else wins the, wins the auction. Um, because eventually the game is designed to get all these things in your hands eventually. Uh-huh. But like you will have to raise the bid and people will like put counter bids. And you can tell like each of the individual characters has different amounts that they're willing to bid up oh, to. so cool. And there's like this, <laughs> this meter that you have to fill by pressing the A button until you can place another bid. <laughs> And you so have to work up the courage. You to have put to your work up the, the courage to put your That's money on the so line. Funny. Uh, and see, like, like uh, Link's little hand, he's like shaking. He's, <laughs> yeah, you'll. <laughs> and there'll yeah. be like these, like there'll be this little sound effect when someone sticks their hand up. This like bang sound effect. And so what my brother and I would do is, after placing a bid, we would immediately fill the gauge all the way to just barely below the top. And then the moment someone ah. else put a bid down, we'd hit A and put five more rupees than what they bid. <laughs> But some of them could get aggressive, like especially with the more high value items. You'd see some of the richer looking people and they would bid immediately after you sometimes. It was That's so brutal. cool. And then they'd be like, and if they win, they'd be like, ha, I'm not going to get beat out by some kid with deep pockets. And like they'd all have their different victory messages and stuff. Um, and you need actually one of the items on the auction block is a Triforce Peace map, which you need to complete the game. So, like, it was, it could get pretty high stakes, and the, the, the prices could get really high. So if you didn't go and grind for rupees, so you are, were in are trouble. You, here's the question. Are you allowed to bid above what you have? No. That would the be game, hilarious. That would be, that would be really <laughs> funny. Um, Link has become a fugitive. You like you go into debt. <laughs> Zelda teaching kids irresponsible finances since whenever Wind Waker came out. There was an older Zelda game, I think it was Link's Awakening, where you could steal from the shop. But if you yeah. did, your name would change to Thief for the remainder of the game. <laughs> and, the, and the shopkeeper would straight up just laser you. He'd kill you. <laughs> now that actually happened to me when I played oh, yeah? uh, uh, Twilight Princess. Oh. Um, I messed it up. And instead of pressing buy, I just took it. And no. then I got killed by the shopkeeper because <laughs> I, I didn't know what was going on. I was like, oh, I better get some more oil for my lamp before I go into this dark cave. And oh, I just, was I, it the one with the parrot? Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I just snag it. All of a sudden, the parrot's like, come here, boy. And he's attacking me. And I die. I, I just I just stand there. And it's like, wait, why? what's going on? It, it almost feels like it's not truly a Zelda game if there's not some random NPC that can kill you for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Skyward Sword, it was the there was like the floating shopkeeper Beetle who would like fly his little floating shop above the uh, island. I love Beetle. <laughs> and if you went in there and then like looked around and then didn't buy anything, like and then as you were leaving, if you didn't buy anything, he'd like give you this like stink eye, and then he'd pull a little lever, and the floor would fall out from beneath <laughs> you, and you just. 
<laughs> you just topple the island, topple to the island below and take like tons of damage. That is oh, so that good. is so amazing! I love Beetle in every game he's come up in. He's been such a great so character. Fun. I was so happy when I saw the Breath of the Wild. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. The world needs Beetle's goods. The world <laughs> needs Beetle's goods. Um, are there any other fun icon or Zelda mini games we want to talk about? I mean, there was a fishing mini game in uh, Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. But Ocarina's like fishing mini game is like the worst thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ocarina. What's the one in Ocarina where you have to like? And like it's like a shooting. There's Ocarina has a lot. It has yeah. a shooting. It has a like a it has a shooting gallery. It has bomb chew bowling. Bomb chew bowling. bowling. <laughs> bomb chew bowling is so hard. It's, it's so, so hard to hard. line up. Um, it also has like the treasure chest game where it's it's kind of really dumb. You literally just walk into a room. There's two treasure chests. One has a prize. One doesn't. If you get it right, you go to the next room. One has a prize. One doesn't. Over and over. Mm. And you're you're supposed to just wait till you get the lens of truth, and you can just see which one. You can see what's inside of them. What's the fun in that? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dumb. You just get like a heart piece for it yeah. or something. I was there. Um, so Skyward Sword was the first Zelda game I played, and it had some pretty. I enjoyed them. Like there was one where it was like a bow and arrow mini game, where you had to like aim your bow. And like a, another character would be throwing pumpkins, and you'd have to like oh, shoot the awesome. pumpkins out of the air, and then like over many pumpkins you shot. Yeah. Or there was the one that gave everyone so much trouble because the whole point of it was like this guy, and he'd put these big things of bamboo in front of you. Oh and yeah, then you and had you to like chop it, and chop down make the bamboo as many slices in, as possible. In, yeah, in as many slices as possible. But it threw people off because like the, it was it really showed where the motion sensing wasn't yeah. always at its best. Um, Skyward Sword, more like pause and freaking recalibrate your Wiimote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again and again and again and again. Uh, the oh the other goodness. side of that is that the new HD remake of that has greatly improved. Yeah, um, when it came out, there were so many videos that flooded the internet of people like doing tons of cuts on the bamboo and being like, finally! Yeah, oh yeah, and it made, it, made the bamboo game so easy because now you just... It, it made it as easy as Wii Sports Resort sword when my friend Thomas, who just like swung the remote <laughs> like this, just spammed it back and forth and knocked me off in two seconds flat. I was not ready for the strategy. <laughs> the strategy. That was my strategy. <laughs> no, man, you got to block. If you block, you can you can effectively no. defend. See, that's the thing. I was trying to block. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. My brother and I would just go as fast as we can, see who's, whose hand was faster as we just <laughs> swing and just keep going as hard as we could. And eventually one of us would get knocked off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. oh, man. You know, when you think about it, games like Wii Sports and Wii Play are all essentially collections of mini-games. They're all things that could be. Yeah, they really are, yeah. yeah. Be Mario Party. Games, same yeah. All right. Unpopular opinion? Okay. The Wii Play Tank mini-game. Oh. Goated. I don't I think that's a popular opinion. No, I think that's, that's a popular, popular opinion. opinion. My everybody agrees it's the only good thing in that. In For replay. years, my family had a tradition of every year on New Year's, we would get together at my aunt and uncle Bruce and Rachel's house in Riverton, and we would... Team up and see who could get the furthest in the tank game for New Year's. That was a family <laughs> tradition for many years. Sometimes we still get together and do it. <laughs> it's, it's the it's only great. reason anyone should put Wii Play into their Wii. I agree. Every other game of that is bad. The, there's the, the, fishing the game. kind of duck hunt one that wasn't half bad. That was pretty fun. Hmm. You know? I like yeah. the fishing game. You like the fishing? That I, I remember bad. having a couple good memories of the air hockey one. The air hockey was kind of fun. I remember the too. cow riding game being that one was horrific, <laughs> and I hated it. <laughs> I would die game. every time I played it. <laughs> Not the cow riding game. Not the cow. Do you guys remember like the bubble one? The where bubble you had one to, like, where you had to like, match the shapes. Oh and, uh, yeah, yeah, different poses. Or the like spot the 
me like sp- spot the me in spot the crowd the of 400 oh, yeah. other me's. Yeah, I was actually pretty good at that one. Not gonna lie, <laughs> not to brag or anything. Back to games in games <laughs> instead of just yeah, games. Right. Um. Oh, fishing mini games. You guys reminded me of this. There's fishing mini games in two games. There's a fishing mini game in Stardew Valley. I think Stardew Valley is, fishing is a lot of fun. It, it's a pretty great one. It's very therapeutic. Get this. Um. People were asking for there to be a fishing mini game added to Genshin Impact for years because part of the story is that your main character. Fished Paimon, who's one of like the main characters of the game, fished her out of the river when she was drowning in it, and that's how they met. And then finally, they added a fishing game. It's exactly the same as the Stardew Valley fishing. Stardew game. Valley is good. <laughs> it's it a good is fishing mini game. Like it's the, really, really well. It's really very clever. It's very well designed. It is very well designed and can be quite challenging and frustrating yeah. at times. Or like the risk reward of like going for the treasure chests. Right. Like it's really clever. I hardly ever go for the treasure chests, but sometimes when I can get them. Mm. But all very I'm good. saying is best fishing mini game ever oh. made is the Club Penguin Ice Fishing Mini Game. <laughs> <laughs> where you lower the little fish down and you have to avoid getting snipped or like attacked by sharks or crabs. Oh, I've seen so many clones of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never played Club Penguin, but I've seen so many clones of you that fishing mini game. I have Club never played Club Penguin. Club Penguin my childhood. I can 100% guarantee I played Club Penguin, but I have no memory of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked it after the incident of 06. <laughs> oh. um, let's see. What are some other ones you guys put on the list? Uh, Rayman Legends. Okay, yeah. Tick so Foo. This, yeah. this one, uh, so I... I Played Rayman Legends a little bit because it became free. It was one of the free, like, PlayStation Plus games, like, years ago. And so I got it, and I played it for a little bit. Didn't actually, I don't think, end up finishing the main story, which is one of the biggest regrets of my life because it's a good game. Mm. Um, but I just remember I was playing, because the whole game can be played co-op. And I was playing with my little brother, and we were just, like, messing around, and then we found this little area in the hub area that was titled Kick Fu. Mm. And I was like, okay, what is this? So we went in there. And it's, I mean, it's basically like it's soccer, but it's like Rayman soccer. So it's all two-dimensional. And then it's like you've got the goals and you've got the goals. And then you're just using all the moves in like the typical Rayman assortment of moves to hit the ball into the opponent's goal. Right? That's cool. Which sounds super simple. And it is super simple. But the thing is that the movement and the like moves and just like the mechanics of Rayman are so fluid and so smooth that even something as simple as, oh, it's two-dimensional soccer was made just like infinitely fun because <laughs> it was Rayman soccer. I, it, it's hard to explain if you guys haven't played them, but mm-hmm. it was very satisfying. The very only Rayman game I've played is Rayman Raving Rabbids, which mm-hmm. I got to say was an absolute banger of a game. One of my <laughs> favorite Wii games. And it was another game that was a collection of mini games. But that's pretty fun. Yeah, it was, I mean, best uh, soccer best spinoff soccer game, game that I've ever played, Rocket League included. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, that actually Yo, what about the me. soccer? What about the soccer game in Banjo Tooie? Oh, <laughs> I actually hated that. Soccer game, <laughs> game beasts. <laughs> game beasts. Uh, game beasts. Soccer game is a nightmare. Oh no! But you know what you reminded me of, Court? Um, there's a game mode in Brawlhalla called Bombsketball. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is, you take the the bombs in the in the game instead of. I mean, you can still knock other people off the arena, but it doesn't increase your score. You got to hit them on the goal piece. Which is actually a ton of fun. Interesting. It's I don't know if it fully qualifies for game within game or just an alternative game mode, but it definitely plays uh-huh. like a game within a game. You know? I like how that's that's two things I, that's two mm-hmm. that we've pointed out now where it's just like I think that's a cool idea. Taking like instead of it being like okay, we're gonna separate from the game. Here's a here's a little other 
flash game. game. Here's a mini game we put in. Instead, it's like, no, this uses the same mechanics, the same mm-hmm. controls, the same physics that you're familiar with in a new way. I think that's, yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's cool stuff. Speaking of Wolfenstein and Doom and Doom in Wolfenstein and Doom, <laughs> uh, this this is another one that I put in there. You put that in there. So yeah, let's go. I okay. So this this one is really cool. Okay, so I've only played I've played a little bit of Doom twenty sixteen, a little bit of Doom Eternal, and I've played most of the Wolfenstein New Order, like the rebooted Wolfenstein game. Mm. Um, and at least in sorry in in Wolfenstein, so in all of those games, they've put ways to play the old classic like two-dimensional pixelized wolfenstein and doom games inside that's of those super games. cool that's fun and so it's like so for instance and, and i didn't know this going into it so i was playing wolfenstein and in wolfenstein a new order there's this whole like there's like this little hideout that you go back to it's kind of your hub between missions um and you can explore it and there's lots of different secrets inside missions to do inside this hub and so one time i was bored and i was just like walking around and then i found this like little like secret hideaway area I was like, I wonder what this is. So I ducked down and followed it. And then it led me like up to the rafters above everything. And then there was like this little cardboard cutout space with like a <laughs> dirty old mattress sitting in it. Oh my god. And I was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> so like I go up to it and it's like sleep. Like it gives me the option to sleep oh. in this mattress. And I'm like, <laughs> Suspicious, okay, yeah, okay. that's a little weird, but like I'll do it. <laughs> and I go in and then it like goes down and then it comes back up and it's all like two-dimensional. Like, you know, like the old original original Wolfenstein, original Doom style. And it's like a whole mini game where it's like you have to like proceed through levels and then you can like escape the, it was like Escape from Castle Wolfenstein. I think it was actually one of the original. Yeah. Is it just just, a port of one of the And they just put it in. But anyway, like completely like out of the way, you'd have to go searching for it. And it's just (laughs) like right there. And it had like a whole system where you could like check to see how far you'd gotten and stuff. Really fun. That's like, um. Celeste in Celeste you can play the original uh Pico 8 version of Celeste that the whole mm. main game was based off of. Oh really? Yeah. Like oh. in in the third chapter, the third in the hotel, you can like go off in the side and there's like a little computer and you can play the original oh, that's Celeste. So cool. That is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then in Doom Eternal they they kicked it up a notch too because I, I in Doom Eternal they made it so that you could find I think what were essentially collectibles that you could then plug into a computer mm-hmm. in your home base. And that would, that contained like the entirety of like the original Doom games, and mm-hmm. you could play them, and then they gave you like in-game prizes for beating them, and like for getting certain high scores and stuff. Anyway, it's how you. It's that's how you know stuff like that is how you know that the game is a labor of love. Yeah, right. You know? The developers no, exactly. care. That's they, cool. They actually care. Yeah. And speaking of, there's a a guy who's uh, remaking the original Doom based off. Of the original design documents, which had a much more extensive story. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not completely finished. There's already an early version of it available. Um, where's my? Where's the page that I had it pulled up on? Here we go. Um, the game is going to be called The Fall of Titanga. I might be mispronouncing that. T e i t e n g a. Um, and it's and it includes some some more uh, content, more story, a few more weapons. And it will be done in the style of the original Doom game, so it will have a lot of the same visuals and stuff. And well, do you I'm, know is is this a standalone game or is this just like a Doom mod? This because like the Doom be... one and two has a crazy modding scene. Like oh, there's yeah. custom levels and there's custom. It, it appears to and... be a standalone game. I mean, it's done by a modder who is, I believe, has some notoriety in the Doom community. 
uh, Coomslayer15, if I'm saying that right. Um, oh, the description is on ModDB, so it's probably going to be a mod for a PC port of the original Doom yep. game. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. That's pretty neat. That's cool. That's cool. My dad used to play Doom growing up. He used to love it. <laughs> and now you can play Doom on anything. You can play. You can also play Doom online multiplayer. Oh, really? Which, oh. Like my brothers and I, the last time, what is it, like, I don't know, just over the summer? I, I don't know why my family was together. Anyway, the last time my family was together, <laughs> my brothers were like, come play Doom with us. And I was like, what? And they're like, you, you, can, you can play through. We were playing through Doom 2. Like, the original levels. Yeah concurrently like in the same space it's it's wow. really incredible that's cool that is really cool it's a lot of fun did you end up having to fight over ammo though like or does it compensate for increased number of players i don't remember because it like was it was mostly challenge. like doom doom is a game a lot of doom is like secrets like finding secrets like to progress you got to find yeah. the switch mm. you know and so mm-hmm. it's basically us like first dying a lot of times struggling to <laughs> clear all the enemies and then just running around like so confused so lost like, <laughs> trying the, to find that where one is little it? lever hiding behind the corner <laughs> and then my older brother or my dad just being like oh yeah I've played Doom 2 a hundred times okay it's right here <laughs> <laughs> nice oh, alright well let's move on to some more ones uh, Gwent what is that? so it is a card game in The Witcher ah series. hmm yeah, it's I've I don't know very much about it. I haven't played it myself. I've seen it played. I don't, I, know, who, I don't know who put this in as a topic. I, I, I put it in, mm-hmm. but I also haven't played it. I just know that it's one of the most iconic. Well, yeah, like, now it's now you can. It's a standalone. Game. It's been released like standalone now. Yeah, yeah, because mm. it was a huge hit when Witcher Three first came out, and it's a fully fleshed out, very intricate card game. I've never played it. But I've heard that it's really good. I just imagine that like the the Witcher equivalent of letting yourself go is foregoing the entire campaign <laughs> just and just spending your time Gwent, at the tavern Grandmaster. playing Gwent and <laughs> losing all your money betting on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty cool strategic game. I don't totally understand how mechanics work, but it's about yeah. like, you know, you have a deck that you build and it's like you have different it's it's a, <laughs> you're you're putting you play you place your cards in different Levels like there's like like an infantry and there's a range and there's a siege tier and like the different effects can happen and then like you you had you can play a certain number of cards and then at the end it's like okay all these interactions who has just the highest number but there's so much you can do to influence that and the, and then you also play multiple rounds so it's also like okay I'll let myself lose this round so I can win the next round ah. so there's there's a lot of it's pretty elegant that's really cool yeah. yeah so you're saying it's like a tech building game I believe so I think you can like get more cards. In game mm. and, and like and it, and upgrade your deck kind of thing. Cool. Who's the main character for The Witcher? Uh, Gerald. 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 Yeah. Gerald. Yeah. So you're telling me I'm gonna get to hear Gerald one day. Just going to Yennefer and it's like you're going to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> you, activated card. <laughs> you activated my trap card. <laughs> the crossover. No one ever wanted to see. <laughs> no, one, no one wanted. This. <laughs> Uh, another thing I put on this list is fashion hunter, which is mm. is a blanket term for the the community in the monster hunter games. Uh, that is mm. not building the best gear for stats; it's building the best gear for style, <laughs> and it's it's really incredible the kind of stuff that they put together. Um, and like. Here, let me let me pull up. Yeah, some, let's pull up some stuff. Some, they do a lot of players for Dark Souls. And yeah, Elden Dark, it's, Ring it's big do in that Dark Souls well. too. Yeah. I know, yep. I know, like an Elden Ring, um, people will like. You know, match NPCs and like mm-hmm. there's role a role play as them online, which is super cool. There's a decent sized thing for that with like Destiny too, as well has a pretty mm-hmm. big fashion scene and Breath of the Wild. Has, yeah, 
Oh, and goodness, guys, down. we're forgetting Team Fortress 2 also has a huge <laughs> fashion scene. Like, half the game is just collecting your hats and other <laughs> weapons and stuff. Monster Hunter is really funny because, um, like, there's, so, like, okay, every every cool. monster, every monster that you fight uh, can have. Oh, I like that one right yeah, that there. Yeah, that's cool. Um, every monster that you fight, there's there's probably two to four there's there's a lot of different armor sets you can make from that monster's parts depending on like how how far along you are and they'll all look a little bit different and of course one monster's one monster's set will be coherent and look good as a whole usually um and will give you certain skills and certain stats and so equipment set finagling is already a huge thing of like okay this waist piece gives this skill and this arm piece gives this skill get the exact combination for the best skills you want Mm -hmm. you can get and, and a, you can get a broken combination. You might look like a freaking clown, though. <laughs> and so this is this is going the opposite direction, where it's like, if Who you cares like, about stats, or or the the true grandmasters, like people will spend hours discussing and designing cool. these sets <laughs> <laughs> of like theory craft. Like there, there's there's like applications you can use of just like mix and match every model in the games, and like okay, like to find the perfect like because people people will get beautiful beautiful looking end game stuff that they can also just absolutely slay in mm. and i love i love this kind of thing in like at any game you know like there's so many like you were saying there's a lot of games you can do this with and i think monster hunter has what like what i think is some of the most depth mm-hmm. for your possibilities of fashion and again this is something <laughs> you never have to think about or you can make it your entire focus of like okay i'm gonna grind just so i can look <laughs> Freaking fly. Just so I can be dripped out. Just, yes. have the drip. <laughs> Just because I kill monsters doesn't mean I need to look bad. Want to look good while really, doing it. That's really cool stuff. It's so much fun. I so love, can you like, I love fashion. Can you weapon. dye the clothing different colors? You can, so, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, there's, I guess to a degree, you also see some of that in games like Terraria. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can find different cool yeah. set things. I've experimented a bit with that myself. And the nice thing with Terraria is you have the like cosmetic slot you can put different armor pieces into yeah. and then you can put your functional stuff underneath it yeah, so you don't yeah, need to yeah. worry about yeah. it. And there's a lot of fun things you can do with that. Admittedly, you know, it's less detail because it's tiny little pixel sprites, but mm-hmm. still, same vibe. It's yeah. also fun um, when a game has other kind of things to help support that. Like Monster Hunter also has a pretty robust like camera and posing mm. menu, you know? So it's like you can re- you can uh, like develop like that's – I would never really use that, but there's people who do who take crazy shots and like really push that to its limits, hmm. and like you know show off their gear and, and stuff. It's awesome. Sweet. <laughs> Fashion hunter. Fashion, Fashion hunter. hunter. That's like the, the the it's so it's such a good name. The developers Fashion should make souls. a whole standalone game. Standalone where game you, just, where it's, <laughs> you get access to every single armor piece <laughs> from all the games, and you just get to miss, mix and uh, mix, mix, and, and, mix match. and match. It's a fashion game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what they should start doing is they should get a deal with Spirit Halloween and just sell every cosmetic item in the game. <laughs> <laughs> little cosplay kits. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, bring Fashion Hunter to real life. Come on, guys. <laughs> Dude, I would wear some Rathalos armor. That looks sick. Heck I mean, yeah. Rathalos armor looks dope. You've seen those yeah. memes of like how society wants men to dress and how men want to dress? That's what I'm talking about. I've told my sister this. Get your boyfriend. If, if any women are listening to this that have boyfriends or husbands. Which is a big probably if. Not. Get, yeah, uh, probably not. But get your man a sword. 
No. For real, though. For real, though. No. Mm. 100%. As a man, I can relate. <laughs> I want a sword so bad. And I, I will say, that can go both ways. My sister's boyfriend got her a just a straight-up battle axe as wow. a gift once, and she carries that thing. I mean, she doesn't carry it, but, like, she has it in her room. and like It's, it's her concealed carry. It's her concealed carry. <laughs> but, like, it's, I mean, just like. pulls a battle axe out of her purse. Just hold on a second. <laughs> she has it. And, like, even after, like, they broke up and everything went down, she still keeps it because. Heck, yeah. It's a battle axe, because, right? I mean, like, you don't want to yeah. get rid of it, you know? You need it for the zombie apocalypse. For the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. we got to be ready so for this. So we should make this more gender neutral and just say, uh, if you have a significant other. Everyone, them should, a everyone needs a sword. <laughs> Get the medieval, medieval weapon, weapon. <laughs> <Yeah>. and armor. <laughs> you know what we should do? Like, okay, we can keep suits, but we got to include a sword with it, right? I want to go <laughs> to my to like my business meeting, my job interview, in a in a in a in my gray suit with a sword around, just strapped to my waist, which is like sheath. a really fancy like rapier or something. Yeah. You walk in, <laughs> you walk into the meeting, and they're like, "Why is your briefcase so long?" And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> "This is my weapon." The manager, uh, the, the hiring manager's like, "Let me see that sword." He, like gives it a few swings. <laughs> this is a good sword. You've got the job. It's like golf clubs, <laughs> like, no. golf clubs. Yes. Instead of those Mickey Mouse hand pointers they use to like point at like a projector screen to say like this this a sword you're just pointing with a, <laughs> you're just full one handing a freaking clouds a, buster sword just like oh, yeah. here <laughs> you're pointing up. I'm just imagining a situation a world where like you know how right now everyone has their phones right mm-hmm. and everyone's phones are so unique and like different and customized and like show off different aspects of their personality <laughs> just one where everyone has their own like unique sword and that's like and, and you can get carry like, it around everywhere your favorite tv or video game characters on the sheets this is an stuff. alternate reality this is a shonen anime <laughs> <laughs> i was born in the wrong reality right? it could be our reality right now if we believe you're hearing this listeners we need to rise up normalize swords come on <laughs> It used to be fun. We could have fencing in the office every Friday. I mean, like... For real? Yeah. Uh, but back to games within games. Uh, do we want to do next uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 or Redstone Coding? Because... Do you Redstone Coding because I've been talking a whole bunch. So you okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is one of the ones I put down. So it, I think it's no secret that Redstone in Minecraft can allow you to do some ridiculous things. People have started building functioning computers out of Redstone in Minecraft. They've been doing that for years. Oh, yeah, they've been doing that for years. But recently they succeeded in making Minecraft within Minecraft. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it is the craziest thing. Have you not heard of this, Court? Uh -uh. Oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable. Jason, you want to pull that up on the main screen? Yeah, so... Is it just like in vanilla Minecraft? Yeah, in vanilla Minecraft. Well, they have no... they have a mod. They have, oh, they they have, have a mod? it's actually a brilliant mod that just like it's so it's for large scale redstone that okay. like makes redstone run like ten thousand times faster kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, basically okay. it's just to to smooth over redstone functioning. But like it's but, not like a mod that like oh like yeah. So it's Minecraft it's not like Minecraft. it's n- the the game isn't there because of a mod. The redstone is made functional, more functional because of the mod, and then they built a faster? computer to run Minecraft within Minecraft. Behold the computer. So the computer is humongous, but if you watch yeah. them play it, like yeah. it's very, it's it's very, it's it's it's, it's literally it's like a five by five yeah. block that you stand on, and there's like and there's four different like, types of blocks. Yeah, and but like it's fully functional. <laughs> you can craft. You have an inventory. It's, you can it's... swap between things. You have a health bar. <laughs> you can break blocks. You see them breaking and pick up the stuff. You know how much wood you've accumulated. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. you can smelt stuff in a furnace and improve your gear. <laughs> It's Minecraft within Minecraft. 
what you're seeing is basically all you can do. But yeah, but it's, it's still, it's, still. It's, it exists. It's like they put <laughs> hey, they put early pocket edition into Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, see, like much. I, I, when you guys said Minecraft within Minecraft, I thought you meant like. Oh, like they just have it so that you can like play normal Minecraft. Nah, we have and like, like, yeah, that's like we have like a voxel three D, like a ray tracing engine inside of running on redstone. Yeah. Like, no, I mean that's. <laughs> I mean, this is way cooler than that because it's like they literally <laughs> built a version of Minecraft, like a game that's yeah. like sort that of like, like from the ground up that you can play with redstone. Like, I imagine incredible. someday there being this Minecraft server that just uses these redstone computers to have an arcade. <laughs> in in just one area of the map, and people can go on and play these <laughs> simple arcade games yeah. in Minecraft. That'd be a ton of fun. Huh. Anyway, I think yeah. this is a, quite literally one of the ultimate examples of a game within a game <laughs> because the computer processing that game is in the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just like so, I'm taking lots of computer science and general, just like yeah, IT level like style classes. I did not learn my logic gates until I like manually made them in Minecraft. <laughs> that is actually what got me by putting just like a lever on one end and a uh, redstone lamp on the other and then setting up the gate and then seeing how it works. Mm. That's what got me to remember my mm-hmm. and, nor, or, nand. <laughs> That's what got me to finally just get that to click and it's remember like it. Minecraft so. taught me digital logic. Honestly, mm-hmm. I wonder how many people have gotten into coding and making computers because of Redstone. Well, and also like modding. Like, yeah, and because of modding. Minecraft like has Minecraft probably contributed is... so much to the tech industry. You should be surprised. <laughs> and okay, so this is this is probably the only time in, my sh- in the show that I will be able to that my knowledge as an elementary education major will become relevant for what we're talking about. Let's go. But (laughs) So one of the classes that I have to take as an LED major is like a class on how to teach basic coding to elementary students. Ah. And one of the things that we used... Yeah, start them young. But one of the things that we used, like, and there was like a big part of it was Minecraft. And Makes like sense. Minecraft, like education edition, uh-huh. and then they have like mm. Minecraft has this whole like Minecraft will teach you how to code, like program that you can do online yeah. that students can have access to. And like we have to work our way through that so that we could kind of learn how to teach students using Minecraft to code. And so it's like, yeah, like it totally, it totally is. Like it's, it's a, Minecraft is a gateway drug to hard, to hard coding. <laughs> Our, <laughs> hardcore coding. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. That's really awesome. That's cool. Another That's so thing cool. I put on this list uh, is Zachtronics Solitaire Games. So Zachtronics makes like puzzle programming games, and I adore them. And I, I, I don't know if I talked about them in my 3x3 three three way back when. I don't think so. I might not have. Um, but uh, they're like coding puzzly games. Yeah, that they're, they're, they're programming puzzle games. And um, like not, not necessarily that you're writing code, but you're using like programming principles. Um, and... Basically, every game Zectronics has ever released has a solitaire game inside of it. <laughs> and they're all, it's not just like, oh, here's solitaire, but like they're all unique versions of solitaire with different rules and different cards and like oh. totally unique. The guy, the guy, they just design a version of solitaire whenever they make a game or like other little mini games <laughs> like that. And um, this guy must really love solitaire then. 
Uh, evidently, <laughs> and I, I mean, like, I've played, I've played my my Spider Solitaire, and like nothing freaking beats Shenzhen Solitaire. That's like the best Solitaire game I've ever played. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I will, I will literally boot up Shenzhen IO, and I've put probably tens of hours into it just playing the Solitaire in there <laughs> because I love Shenzhen Solitaire. This guy just needs to release a Solitaire app, you know. And then actually, so modes. so sadly, Zactronics is uh, like they're they're closing up shop. No, which is really sad. They're the the team is like they're all moving on to different things, mm. which is sad because they made such a unique genre of game and did it better than anyone else ever has. But uh, mm. they actually released one of their 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 closing. Their farewell was they released a, like a collection on Steam of all of their solitaire games, plus like a couple new ones, <laughs> like just the solitaire just the games solitaire. The, from oh, each of the other easy. games. They put all of the solitaires in, <laughs> in one pack because they know what the, they know what the people want. <laughs> that's, solitaire. that's amazing. They understood the assignment. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And I think last on the list of what we've put on there, if I'm not missing anything, is poker and triple F. Um, it is uh, five finger, finger, five finger, finger fillet. fillet. Ah, in Red Dead, Red, Redemption, Red Dead 2. Redemption 2. Tell me about it. Um, this one seems a lot lamer compared to the ones we've been talking about, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, can but... you beat Solitaire Man? Can you? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Chow Garden, nothing can the beat Chow. the Chow Garden. <laughs> but... The Chow Garden will take your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... So Red Dead Redemption 2 is a game that is filled with a lot of mini games, tons. I mean, it's got its own fishing mini game. It's got all sorts of different like um, you know, like different card and board games that you can play, but bathing simulator. Bathing simulator. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you can you can take baths that it'll clean your character's appearance up, but Oh, so like you, you build <laughs> up they grime like on yeah, grime over, over time. Oh yeah. Like, that's so funny. That's, that's a cool mechanic. That's I like that. Cool. That's uh, wow. <laughs> but um, so cool. yeah, there's tons of stuff like that, like attention to detail, hygiene things. management. And, yeah, it's incredible. Game within a game. Well, he like your main character grows out a beard over time, That's and you have what? to shave it. <laughs> wow, yeah. I have never heard of a game doing that. That's incredible. Wow. No, it's, it's incredible. That's the super cool. Is insane. I need to just play wait until you hear about the horse physics. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there because I know where you're going. <laughs> no, but um, anyway, so when I was uh, when I was thinking about games, like mini games and games within games, that have kind of that I've enjoyed playing. Um, poker at first came up because I really enjoyed that there are a couple scenes in Red Dead story where you have to play poker and the game will just tell you what to do in case you don't know how to play poker, which <laughs> I do not. And so the game would just like tell me exactly like how much to put in and it would have a button where it would just auto play for me, but it would like kind of teach you how to play while doing it. I don't know. It was nice. But um the one that really stood out to me was there's this game that you can sit down and you can play it with your like campmates around <laughs> your around your uh, camp, and basically you take you both both you and the other person take a knife, oh, and then you no. spread out your hand. It's this, and then you have mm-hmm. to like jab the knife in between your fingers with like increasing speed. The knife game, yeah. yeah, and yeah. like I remember playing that in high school with highlighters. With highlighters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, a, isn't there a song that goes? I with have it? all of my, my fingers. fingers. The knife goes, goes chop, chop, chop. chop. <laughs> and if I miss <laughs> the spaces in between, if I miss the space between, oh, if I miss it, the space between, the blood will sure come out. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'd Viral never heard YouTube of videos. or played it before playing Red Dead, but for some reason, the simplicity of it and just the way that Is they it just programmed like a quick type it. Event? Like, how do they do it in Red Dead? It's it's you. It's a pattern of those the triangle, square, uh, X, <laughs> Simon <and> Circle. <laughs> it's basically that. It says 
uh, random just circle, circle, square, triangle, circle, X, and you have to go buh, 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 to get it to go. And if you do it like in a certain amount of time, you do it. But if you're like you're too slow or if you mess up, you'll nick your fingers. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. And the, just the way that they make it play is just very fun. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that is fun. That is very fun. Well, are there any other ones that anyone wants to share? We all wrapped up on this discussion. I think we've brought up some pretty cool things. We've discovered uh, a lot of Jason's passion for Sonic <laughs> Adventure 2, or specifically for the Chow Garden. <laughs> I love I love that kind of thing in a game where it's just like, hey, here you you did this challenge. Here's something to decorate your house that doesn't matter at all. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it matters to me. It matters to me. My Chows mean they're they're my children. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love those boys. It's uh, my child. Right. <laughs> well, let's move on then to esports. Now, Court would normally Court. Wow, um, Aiden. I would, would not n- normally. <laughs> Aiden would normally be reporting on Overwatch League, but he, I think, he wants to share it with us all in person when he gets back from being at Overwatch League mm-hmm. this week. So uh, I don't know if there's anyone here who's really let's hoping to hear us talk about it. Do well. Yeah, let's hope yeah. the Houston Outlaws do well. Um, we'll be hearing from him next week about his experiences. I'm sure he'll have a lot to share. Uh, but uh, skipping Aiden today, Ben, tell yeah, us about right. your MOBAs. All right. So Dota 2 did finish their international tournament, the International. Very creative name right there. But mm. <laughs> so it go. was actually, it's it was kind of expected. Uh, so Tundra mm. Esports was the international winner getting themselves the ages Mm. and so they have just looked unstoppable they got first in their group in playoffs and in sorry in group stage and in playoffs they went completely undefeated only dropping one game against the runner-up in the semifinals wow so the runner-up was team secret and they faced team secret and tundra esports faced in the semifinals with team secret actually managing to take a game but then Team Secret went on to fight Team Liquid in the lower bracket semifinal, coming back to face Tundra Esports in the final, and then Tundra Esports, Tundra Esports just kind of swept them. Mm. There were a few close moments, but like overall, it was just felt very one-sided. And so, I mean, Tundra Esports has just looked incredibly good this this whole year. And so, I mean, props to them. Congratulations. You got yourself, you know, a handful of a million dollars. <laughs> Dang, these price so, pools are just so huge, and it's really cool. Yeah, and I think one of like the most surprising things from this bracket overall is that like the first seed from Group A actually just got completely knocked out, hmm. and they went completely the uh, first seed. The first seed from Group A uh, won zero games in playoffs. Ooh, <laughs> brutal! So started out as one of the favorites <laughs> and just went straight to the bottom. Ah. Oh. Dang. So it was uh, e- Dang, e- evil like, geniuses. I feel like you don't hear about e- upsets like that happening very often mm-hmm. in esports. Mm-hmm. And that so, was you said that was the evil geniuses? Evil geniuses. Ah, oh, man. They had one of my favorite names in the... In the- <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so going off from Dota, going on to League, the other, but MOBA, um, there's actually been a very surprising uh, turn of events. So oh. the finals are this weekend, Saturday. Wait, wait. Let me let me let me guess the surprising turn of events. There was a Western team in the <laughs> final. No, unfortunately, rounds. ah, okay. So, uh, the 
last of the Chinese team, last the last Chinese team faced uh, T1, which is a Korean team, mm-hmm. and uh, so Ch- China got knocked out with JDG losing one to three in the semifinals, mm-hmm. and then it was DRX versus Gen G on the other side of the semifinals bracket, with Gen G being the first seed from Korea and DRX being the fourth seed, like the last seed that made it into Worlds from Korea, and so. You know, it was very expected. I think it was like 10% of the vote of like the online poll was voted for DRX. Mm-hmm. And like DRX had never beaten Gen G the entire year. And all like the regular season games, not once. And then in this series, Zeka and Piosik, the Zeka is the mid laner, Piosik is the jungler, just completely showed up. Mm-hmm. And DRX actually won the series three to one. Wow. Wow. And so it's just a really good, really cool underdog story for DRX as they're going against oh, T1. Because, like, T1 is, like, the historical giants of League of Legends with, the, you know, they won three of the 11 tournaments so far. And so it'll be very – I mean, it would be, honestly be nice to see Faker, the – Unkillable Demon King <laughs> finally get his last trophy. I like. I I I think if he wins this year, he'll retire and be like off on a good note because mm. he's just been at the top for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Such a good player. Been to like a, probably about half of the finals appearances wow. has been with him, and so he's just been overall an incredible player. It's a, a crazy that he's this old, and I mean old in the <laughs> esports sense. He's twenty six, and that's ancient. In these so it's it's yeah. no different from traditional sports where it's like, oh, you're past your mid twenties and you're still doing good in the sport. It's a miracle. Mm-hmm. And so uh. it's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. Young man's game. It's just incredible to see him playing this well after so many years and so many different iterations of the game. He's just able to adapt so well. So wow, it'll be very exciting. I'm personally very excited to see how the series between DRX and T1 goes. I personally voted for DRX. Just because mm. I think it's such a great underdog story, but excited to see what happens. Mm. How uh, soon until we find out? So Saturday at six is when it starts. Ah, so it's it's coming. It's coming. It is coming. <laughs> cool. Um, speaking of Saturday, actually no, speaking of Friday. So we record this podcast Thursdays, uh, which means that by the time you guys listen to this, this will have already started, but. Brawlhalla is beginning their world championship on Friday the 4th of November, going all the way through Sunday the 6th. I Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I don't know a ton about it. Uh, it will be held in person in Atlanta, Georgia. Hmm. And I don't know a ton about uh, Brawlhalla esports right now, like uh, the teams and the players, but it is definitely one of the esports I am more interested in myself, just because I like Brawlhalla as a game. I like... Uh, the the mechanics and I feel like it would be a lot easier for me to to understand it, seeing it on a professional level than uh, something like League, where I have almost no experience. Mm-hmm. It looks like the top ranked player is named Luna. Um, so is it like an individual game? It's not a team game. Yep, it's, it's a, an individual. It's a one v one platform. Yeah. kind of like mm-hmm. uh, Smash Bros. Okay, it, Brawlhalla <laughs> really plays like a simplified version of Smash Bros. Okay, uh, but it does have quite an impressively large character roster. Um, but anyway, I like this name, Anonymous Alex. That's uh, number 19 on the list of rankings. 
So there's going to be a lot of really good Brawlhalla players playing, and I am excited to see more about this and to learn more myself about this eSport. It looks like there's also there's also a 2v2 uh, category, mm-hmm. which is the same as Smash Bros., but yeah. there's prob- probably most of it's in uh, 1v1. Probably. What's the competition? That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what happens. Now, uh, Court and Jason, neither guys of you put anything on for esports. Do you have anything for us? I've got a little bit. Um, so right. nothing on my uh, areas of expertise, quote, quote hands, expertise, <laughs> um, really is going on. There is a Smash uh, tournament that starts today, and by the time this episode uh, releases, will probably be done. But it is the Smash Summit 14. Mm. Um, looks like a... I don't know. Looks pretty interesting. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it looks like all the uh, all the big names are there: Hungry Box, Mango, Leffen. You know, all the big name, um, all the big name Smash players are going to be present. Um, Do you know is this is this melee or ultimate? It seems. I mean, it's melee. It's melee. Melee. Yeah, I was going to say because okay. a lot of those are. Yep, yep. Super Smash was melee. Yeah, Hungry prize Box, pool Mango. of thirty two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Not too shabby. Yeah, it doesn't look too bad. Small chunk of change. Small chunk of change. <laughs> so that one's that one starts today, uh, November third, as of um, recording. Mm. But and then the other thing that's coming up is: Are you guys ready for court chills for Fortnite? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's coming up is uh, not this weekend, but next is the big FNCS Fortnite Champion Series um, tournament. And they have one of these. Every once in a while, I don't remember the exact scheduling, but this is, I think it's yearly because this is the 2022 one. But um, anyway, big, big thing. They're all getting together. There'll be groups of two and they'll all be competing. Um, all the big names for Fortnite are there. And it looks like it's going to be a pretty big, pretty big deal. They'll have like a whole bunch of, they'll have viewing things where you can view it in Fortnite. They'll have like accompanying cosmetics that you can get by watching nice. it or. Um, anyway, it it should be pretty fun. So, it's, like, uh, what are the big names in Fort like in Fortnite like? You um, know, what I what mean, was the name of the guy that won the first championship and won like ten million dollars? Yeah, like that? So, ten million. Oh yeah, job? they they <laughs> dude dude pulled in a ton of money and also had a skin made of him because he won. So back in 2019, they did a um a World Cup where it was all solos and this player named and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably mispronounce his name, but it's like Buga or. Basically spelled B U G H A mm-hmm. Buga, um, mm. who was pretty new to the scene, and he just dominated, took home like millions of dollars. Wow! For the solo thing, it was incredible. How was the prize pool that big? That's crazy. because yeah, Epic, Epic was Epic was like they directly funding it. That's it. Crazy. Oh, yeah, they put wow. ton, they put like something like fifteen million. Into the that makes sense. You look like pool. you look at a game like Smash, which is not as big as Fortnite. I, mean, I don't know. It's been around longer. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the competitive scene is. As far as I know, totally 100% disregarded by Nintendo. They have a prize pool of like 30K for right. this event that you were talking about. Yeah. Versus no. a couple million. <laughs> a couple yeah. million. My goodness. I, yeah. I'm in the wrong games, you know. We need to be in a new job. I need to start shilling for Fortnite. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Buga's back for this. He'll be he'll be part of one of the teams. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm not like super well-versed in uh, in the deep Fortnite uh, in the competitive scene lore of the competitive scene (laughs) (laughs) competitive Fortnite lore competitive Fortnite lore you know that would actually be a fun thing to do as a developer though is like release a game and then just 
develop lore around prominent players of the game. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Minecraft did a bit of that when they did the uh, Minecraft story mode because the second part of Minecraft story mode was about prominent Minecraft YouTubers. I actually really? saw that. Yeah, they had like Captain Sparkles and some others. Um, the king from the uh, Viva La Vida. <laughs> was he in the story mode? Was he in? No, I don't, nobody no. should have oh, been. Should have been. <laughs> I gotta say, okay, that quadrology, those four music videos are there's four so of them? good. Yes. Yeah. So it starts with Fallen Kingdom, I and can't then you get we're to... talking about this. Yeah, anyway. it's, it's so good. <laughs> All of them are amazing animations, great songs, a, a fun story. I've only seen the one that's Fallen Kingdom, and then there's the one that's like his child trying to redeem. Yeah, his child or take back the night. And then after that is, oh, what's the next one? The, the last one is Dragonhearted. The third one was arguably my favorite music-wise. I think the second one was something else. Then it was third, Take Back the Night, and then... No, no. Second one's... Uh, it's uh, Right. It's Fallen Kingdom, Take Back the Night, uh, Find oh, yeah. the Pieces, mm-hmm. and then Dragonhearted. And it tells this whole arcing story about all of my that. My gosh. And, and, and <laughs> why the end portal in Fallen Kingdom was important and everything, and... And like when they meet back up at the end to find the pieces, it was so good. I, so I need good. to watch those. I don't think yeah. I've seen any. You know, speaking of two. speaking, just a little shout out that has nothing to do with video games or Knights of the D Pad mm. topics. But uh, speaking of uh, incredible lore told through music videos, y'all should go watch uh, Mystery Ben's uh, Mystery Schools music videos. Change Mystery Schools. Hmm. Is an animator called Mystery Ben who takes who has spent years taking. Um, so, like a team of animators they're beautiful animations of uh, songs by an artist called Mystery Skulls um, and has a really really incredible really super mm. cool story it tells with huh. them we're cool. waiting we're waiting on the conclusion It's it's been two years since the fourth one anyway that's, I'm done <laughs> so if you're listening so if you're listening whoever made that yeah. I don't know the name <laughs> the exact gotta name. get crack and finish those music videos <laughs> come on come on Merlin's come on. waiting you're making us wait. I mean, we already got like all the other important people listening to this podcast and obviously basing their major choices around it. Where are mm-hmm. you? <laughs> oh my God. Gabe Newell, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> <laughs> Mark yeah. Wahlberg, Markiplier, all the marks. All, all the, the marks. marks. All the marks. We've <laughs> <laughs> all personally reached out to us too. Uh... <laughs> We're doing our collaboration with Markiplier next week. Oh, oh man. That Hello. Would be a dream come true. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Markiplier, and welcome to Knights of the Deep. <laughs> scary how similar your voice is. Honestly, <laughs> I've had people tell me that before. We could, just, we could just have you be Markiplier. <laughs> <laughs> you just got two oh, mics and you're going back and forth. Just, yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, oh, Jason, I forgot yeah. to ask you. Did you bring any esports to the table today? I don't. I didn't. I don't follow any esports, and I normally don't have to worry about it because I sit behind the desk and yeah, listen to you guys talk about it. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll forgive you. I just wanted to talk time. about the Chow Garden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to, if anyone wants to do some competitive Chow Karate, let me know, and we'll start a scene. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> What's the prize pool for the uh, Chow Garden World Championships? The Chow Karate World Dude, Championships. Dude, I'll buy you like One Arby's billion. or something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's not that's go. not like if you win. That's like if you do it, I'll pay you. Some string cheese and some crackers. <laughs> <laughs> the real treasure is the Arby's we ate along the way. Uh, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, unless there's anything else anyone wants to share, we better wrap things up. 
All right. In that case, please remain seated until the podcast comes to a complete stop. <laughs> Knights of the D-Pad is a publication. <laughs> Knights of the D-Pad is a publication of the Daily Universe newspaper. We would like to give a special thanks to BYU Broadcasting for letting us use their amazing studio and their uh, polygonal round table, whatever. <laughs> it's a great place. Uh, special thanks also to Jason, who is not only one of the hosts today, but also our imp- important, incredible man behind the curtain who helps the podcast sound so amazing. Uh, please leave a like, a subscribe on whatever platform uh, you listen to the podcast on. And if the platform allows comments, leave a comment. Tell us what you thought about what we said. Uh, tell us what topics you'd like to hear us talk about. We... We can't guarantee, but we would love to take some requests from our fans. At this point, if anybody offered a topic, we'd almost certainly do it. No, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's no competition. You, <laughs> as long as it's BYU appropriate. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, hey, Jacob, what do you want us to talk about? Anyway. Yeah, like, come on, Jacob. Tell us. <laughs> <Jacob>. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Well, signing off, my name is Kyle. My name is Court. I'm Jason. And I'm Ben. And we are the Knights of the D-Pad. See you next time. 